Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited, so you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you would like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash Frumis Films LLC or just search Frumis, F-R-U-M-E-S-S. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Jeff from us. And so, listen, I don't care if I get sued. I don't care it, what happens to me. It's time that the truth got out and that we address the elephant in the room. Go because for it. I am, look, I am sick and tired of all the whispers. Okay? All of the eggshells. I want nothing but justice and truth. Exactly. And, and it's just, it, 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 it frustrates me to no end to see that, you know, that everybody's sort of, you know, hush, hush around the reality of the situation. And it's frustrating. Yeah. It's like some people say some things, some people say other things. Then you're like, but I said this thing and no one listened. And that's what really right. angers me. Oh my God, dude, we're live. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Well, oh, we should probably oh talk about the other God. thing. Then. Don't talk about that then. Okay. Oh my Ooh. God. Did they, I, they didn't hear me talk about the transformations. Of no, the transformation yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. No. Of no, 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 no. Uh, doctors Jenkins, did they? Don't know okay. what that is. Okay. Cool. Couldn't tell you Woo! anything. Oh my God. All right, all right. Let's just start it over. We're starting the show over. I'll edit this okay. part out later. I'll edit this part out <laughs> of a Welcome. live streaming thing. Right? right? Yeah. I'll just I'll cut it out. You could do that on YouTube. Welcome. You know you could do that. There's editing tools. You can actually cut trim stuff out if you really did want to do that in the future. If you ever need to do that, like I'm going to. Right. Right oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Jeff Show. My name is Jeff, and this is Super Bob Rose. I'm going to put my last name. If he's going to put his last name, I should put mine. It was already in there Bob. like that, so I just went. But oop. You know what? Then I'm going to make you Super Bob. You're just Super Bob. That's I think fine, that works man. better. Fine, Super Bob and Bad Jeff. Yeah, that works. That works for me really well. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, the Jeff show, which soon is going to be rebranded. I think it's just going to be the Frumish show since this is the Frumish channel. Yeah. And, you know, I never got around to finishing that story that I started telling you when we first started. It basically ends like this. I decided to just call it the Jeff show. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, because I'm doing the Jeff show. It's just Jeff live streaming himself. We'll call it the Jeff show. And it'll just be a right. blanket for anything that's not like a specific, you know, thing on the channel. So catch all. A, ca a catch, a catch all, but I think I'm going to yeah. rebrand it and just call it the Frumish show because I've actually Googled them. There's a lot of Jeff shows, but there's only one <laughs> from us and that is me. Um, so how annoying would it be yeah. if there was another from show? Yes, You're that right. would be, I'd be very mad. 
Uh, I've monopolized the last name from us. I have to tell you, by the way, um, you know, Nathan, our, our friend Nathan wrote a very lovely, um, he did a very lovely post about me. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to promote and plug his, his podcast real quick called the real 96 podcast. And we did, we did like, I don't know what it was. It was like a hundred, hundred something minutes on, on, on the movie, big bully, uh, which I really did not want to talk about. He said, can you do big bully? I said, Oh, sure. I'll do big bully. And I sat down and not only do I think big bully despite some of its, you know, problematic, you know, um, uh, uh, what is it? What is, what do we call that thing of the times, uh, product of its times, it's a product sort of, of its time. Sure. Definitely product yes. of its time sort of thing. I it's think it's about bullying for one. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. the least of its problems, but right. Right. I think it should be a bona fide cult classic. It, it, it really? Is really? Okay. Yeah, man. That plot is, do, do you watch Cobra Kai? Dude, are you kidding? I've watched like okay. three times. Yeah. Okay. So Cobra Kai's like takes its plot from Big Bully. Like some of it. Like all the. Okay. I wouldn't say that they actually like stole it from Big Bully. No, no. I can I'm see, not the, I can they see the. Stole it. They okay. I can see the echoes. It. The echoes of it. I'm watching it. And I'm going, oh my God. This is just like what they. It's <laughs> just the di- character dynamics. No, but it's of, it's essentially the same Kai. setup as Cobra Kai. It's That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah you're right. You're know. right. You're right. Yeah. It's, so it's yeah. like. Like it's like how inverse... Austin Powers is the same setup as Demolition Man. It's that kind of a thing, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I never thought about that. Holy crap. It's, it's almost exactly right. the same setup, dude. You're so right about that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, I I, I just was his blown podcast. away by Big Bully. Yeah. I'm sorry? I was saying there, his podcast. You were talking about his podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah. Big yeah, Bully. Yeah. I was blown away, and I had, I had so many notes and it just goes to show you don't worry about what movie you get if Nathan asks you to do his podcast because it's gonna be a good time adventure you're gonna find like no one you couldn't put a gun to my head to watch Big Bully if I wasn't assigned to do it so it was such a happy it made me realize like there are all these incredible wonderful like it's hard to believe that Big Bully was like a a mainstream 90s film like in theaters yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like Different that's times. what they made movies about back then, you know. Like that would be that would be a direct to like uh streaming thing now with without even a, a hint of an audience. It right. would just go straight and it would just be right. a blip on nothing, but it was right. in theaters back in the day. Right. I'd probably so I watch Big Boy yeah. for fun now though. Unlike you, I probably would actually pop you big, should. I, I haven't it's seen online. it in 20 years, probably. So neither, that, neither and I. I I do a double feature with that and carpool. For a Tom Arnold double feature, I'm doing I'm I'm doing Carpool with Nate. I'm Are you serious? Car- oh, doing a, we're doing a Tom Arnold trilogy. I'm doing Carpool, and I'm going to do uh, the Stupids. If you guys need a third for either of them, let me know. I'll 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 ask Nate. Yeah, sure. Because because the Stupids is one of my absolute favorites. I love, really? Okay. I love, I love the right. Stupids, but he's our to, to give Nathan credit. He's already contacted me about three other movies that he wants me to be on. So. So I don't want to push myself on somebody's show. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's a great concept. You like, for a show. you like the stu- you want to you want to do some stu- you want to do Dude, something stupid for for our age group. Ninety six is it is a great year. It's a great it year is. of memories, and that's it when is. like cable hit my home. It's yes. not just when I was going to the movies for the first time. It's when cable was like pop. You know what I mean? Like when I was absorbing yes. everything on earth, like the little yes. cable guy I was. You know. <laughs> Little chip. 
All right, let's get into this. Let's launch into this because there's a lot. We have a lot to cover. So much to cover, man. All right. So first, right off the bat, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, uh, yeah. In a in a in a two word, two words. Do you hate it or do you love it? I think that's a little bit black and white. Can't we have shades of gray in here? How's this? Yeah, Jeff. The Snyder Cut, much like much like Man of Steel, has everything I love, absolutely love, and absolutely hate about Zack Snyder. In one delicious, absolutely overstuffed, indulgent piece. How's that? That's my shortest answer I could give. I, okay, fine. I thought it was, I enjoy, you know what it did more than anything? Mm-hmm. More than it being good or elevating it upward. I did. I did thoroughly enjoyed it. I want to say that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely flawed obviously we knew it was going to be flawed in some way shape or form but instead of instead of going oh my god it's like phenomenal flawless whatever i would instead like to highlight how truly abysmal and terrible and such a misstep and such a um talk about mailing it in slash like really just like treating your audience like crap. I'm talking about Warner brothers and the theatrical cut of, of justice. League. Oh yeah. I mean, there's the, the thing is we could do a podcast without even talking about the content of this movie. What happened here? Because not only right. did you talk about the fact that Joss Whedon was brought in and the narrative we were given as the public was given was that he was right. going to gently finish the movie that was set before him. And that is not a that was a lie. That was essentially no. a lie. <laughs> right. No. So not only was that a lie, it turns out that also he was toxic on the set and he cut out all the people toxic of color from the, the movie. He was a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. He's just a piece of shit. And he cut and also on top of that, his edit cut out literally everyone of color in the movie and their right. story arcs. Right. It's just an, an unending litany of trash that happened in 2017 it's right and i mean and yeah. and one of the most egregious i think i mean just just to show you the sloppy carelessness of the theatrical cut of justice league just the fact that they cgi'd this is the this oh is yeah the mustache DC, yeah this is the yeah. dc equivalent of what is supposed to be the flagship avengers movie for mm-hmm. for warner brothers and they cgi'd the upper lip of Henry Cavill, and I gotta tell you, you see the the Superman. The difference between in Superman is night and day. We don't get enough Superman. I wish we got a little bit more. Superman. No, no, yeah, I, I would too. But, but having seen, I saw. I don't know about you, but I saw the theatrical in theaters. Regrettably, yeah, of course, that's the one time I saw it. I but, saw it one time in theaters. That was it. Man, yeah, the it's just like legendarily bad CGI on the lip. I mean, like, oh my, <laughs> I mean, we all. The internet's covered this ad nauseum. But I like, know, I know. How could it have been that? Like, it was already a misstep to begin with. But in the end, you know what? I'm happy the way things that turned they out. They signed off on it. They signed off on that. They said but, that's fine. That's acceptable that you could do that to his life. I want to say though, I'm happy with how it turned out because in the end, yeah. I'm happy that Snyder got his cut, and I'm happy that I I really love Mission Impossible Six. And I like Henry Cavill's mustache in Mission Impossible 6. So in the end, we end up with two movies I like. <laughs> and facial hair that you like. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're, you're all set. Right well, right. well, well, here's the other thing, too. I, I think probably the greatest victory, and, and Snyder Cut is a victory. By far, 
far and few between. It is a a ginormous victory and we're, for. We're, I was going to say we're keeping our heads on the ground by saying it is still a giant corporation making this movie. We're not acting like this is an indie film by any means, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, not. but it's a it's a victory, and I'll tell you why it's a victory. It's a victory because. This is like the first, I mean, this sets a precedent unlike anything before it where a a diehard fan base, you know, or a fan base clamored and clamored and clamored for something. And then the, the creators responded saying that there is a Snyder Cut. It does exist. Yada, yada, yada. It needs some work. And then a... Whatever you want to call it, a ma- yeah, so, major yeah, major corporation decided taking, to, yeah, yeah, I take think a, take a they, bet. They decided to essentially market their streaming service on a movement, and it kind of all converged. It's a genius idea, but I want to point out that I don't know the timeline on this stuff, but you could argue that Sonic kind of did that first. Sonic the Hedgehog, um, the movie. That's a rare time where that happened too. That was but a it, footstep. That, that was, was a, a footstep. That was a, sorry, that was a no. You know what that was? That was yeah. dipping the toe in the pool, and and it worked out really well for them. The, oh the yeah, Sonic, yeah, yeah. Sonic ended up being the highest grossing movie of 2020. By not, a, not a big, yeah, not a big bar to cross. Well, sure. you know, listen, I mean, they were not expecting that at it's all. It's a good kids and movie. It's a good kids movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I I know that it's I've incredibly, it. it's incredibly, um well received and mm-hmm. like i'm stoked I'm, I'm i'm so happy that that happened but to me that's like the d- tipping uh dipping the the toe in the water this is the first time like you know usually when a corporation like or whatever you know a studio when they when they lay their proverbial no it's a bad a metaphor i'm gonna i'm gonna reel myself back i'm gonna use my filter filter jeff filter your live streaming on youtube when a <laughs> when a studio when a studio puts their their foot down mm-hmm. with a franchise where they've invested hundreds of millions of dollars they live they live or die by that by that move no what i'm trying to say is they they're like bullfrogs okay here's my analogy okay a bullfrog will 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 try and swallow something um, if if it's too big, because bullfrogs are very very. This is a terrible analogy. What am I doing? I don't know. Bull, I'm just following you, man. You just go. No, bullfrogs are voracious eaters, and what they will do <laughs> is they will they will try to swallow anything that comes across their face. And if it's too big for them to swallow, they'll never let go. They'll die trying to swallow it. It's just the way bullfrogs are. And okay. big studios will put out a movie and put hundreds of millions of dollars and it whether it's a mistake or not they will stand by that mistake because of all the money they invested i should have just explained what it was i didn't need a metaphor (laughs) you know you know they put they put their foot down and i think a great example without deviating into this we don't want to go into this a great example is we all know how much a mistake the new star wars trilogy was for whatever reasons not getting into it don't get into it Nope. Um, because we will we will go down that pathway and we'll, we'll never come back. Another but, show. But you know, there's no Lucasfilm and who and Disney are not gonna go, you know, we we totally fucked up on this. Like but, we no, that will never be made a big mistake. That will that never is, be that's fixed. never going to be fixed. Yeah. We stand by that, and there's so many. I mean, that's literally every single 
franchise over and over and over again. Only recently with stuff like Terminator films. Like you see, they keep trying to revamp the Terminator yeah. series. They're like, okay, we realize we fucked up. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. There's We're like a, it it's again. like that Texas Chainsaw type of constant retconning of every sequel right. is a retcon of the last one. Right. Where, right, right. where you, you see that, you don't see that in major studio films. They usually have to stand, stick with the problems. Yeah, like, they stand like, by what they do. They just Age of Ultron was not well, well well received, but I would argue that right. Age of Ultron is maybe one of the most important movies in the entire franchise. I, I actually like it. it we, we spoke so about I. this last we, we spoke I about like this. Age of Ultron. I don't have a problem. But, I don't know why people do. What what Marvel did though is they stuck by the storytelling that was that they had. They didn't try to retcon Age of Ultron. They yeah. took it and they went forward and look at all right. that is sprung from it. <laughs> right. Like, they doubled down. You doubled, doubled down, down on it. it. Yeah. And so rarely, so this is the first time that a studio is going, we really shit the bed. We shit the bed hard. There is this crazy fervent movement. Not only is it a fervent movement, but it's like, it's a toxic, some, some somewhat toxic. That like, should be know, noted, yep. Uh, toxic movement too, but you want to know what they're doing. And I hate this. I hate what people's response was like, oh, well, it's really shitty that they're pandering to the people, to the movement, because, you know, you're rewarding bad behavior. And I say, I say nay to that. So you're that talking about, of, it, like in the last week, people like basically calling out, which they should rightfully so, the toxic Snyder Cut people in the last five years. Like, right. th well, there was yeah. a toxic element there that has to, that should, yeah. well, I don't have to address it all here, but there no, was, a, there was a very toxic element that, there. Right. But that goes yeah. into the narrative of like, don't give these people what they want because they're right. toxic and fuck them. But the reality is Justice League is a really shitty movie and right. we needed the Snyder cut well, to make things better. Can I, can I, <laughs> right. Can I also say like, we're not even talking about content at this point, but I know. Oh my God. But I think it's important to note a few things when I talk about this stuff with people outside of your opinion on the movies, like regardless of what anyone thinks, Zack Snyder turns out is actually a really good person. And that's something that a lot of people who hate his movies yeah. and his fans don't want to hear. But the truth is he's a really yeah. good person. The Snyder cut existing gave over $500,000 to suicide prevention and awareness. Like, yeah, the the mere and you know like you could say well why didn't they just donate all the money that it cost to make the center cut warner brothers isn't gonna do that but the fact that they paid for a movie and that movie existing led to all the suicide prevention money getting funneled into charities yeah that was Zack snyder's family decided to do that i mean and also ray fisher ray fisher outed joss whedon talked about how toxic he was on set he also yeah, happened dude. to say that Zack snyder was like his hero and gave him everything so it's kind of hard when they call well, it's out. A good, it's a good PR move. It's a good PR well, move for Warner Brothers to go, okay, let's bring back Zack Snyder. Let's right. do this. And as it turns out, because after all of what Ray Fisher was saying about, about Whedon, mm -hmm. to, to watch the Snyder cut, and uh, let's we start here. It. Let's just yeah, dive in because there's mm -hmm. so much to – let's mm -hmm. just dive in with Ray Fisher. And, A, I got to tell you, I've been, you know, uh, watching or following Cyborg in some way, shape, or form for 20 years. I never have ever put, like, like understood or put any, like, this much weight and emphasis on how, like, like how powerful and important a character like Cyborg actually is. Yeah. And this uh, movie changed that for me. Uh, his father's, like, um, praise of the killer speech, if you want to call it that, it's a save the cat term. 
his praise of the killer speech of what the cyborg is capable of was, I actually thought that was one of the best parts of the movie where he was like telling his son, you need to understand that you can basically wield the all information on earth at your fingertips, like a baby's toy. It's easy to you. I was like, I kind of, I, I mean, like I kind of knew that about cyborg, but I think the, with Zack Snyder's grandiose overwrought presentation and beautiful cinematography and the, just the, the the execution. This is where Zack Snyder. It's where he shines. shines. It really is. It's like, you know what it is? Jeff, it's like, what is the best part of Watchmen? It is easily the creation of Doc Manhattan sequence. That is like oh, that absolutely is really fucking masterful. Like anyone who even hates yes. that movie should admit that that segment is fucking masterful, right? Uh, it's well, it's just, I would just argue. I'd just be like, fuck you. It's all masterful. I know, but I know, like, I know. Yes, yes I was just right. saying, at least that segment is masterful. It's a great, it's a great segment. And this but is where this had shades of yes. that. That had this had shades of that part of it when he was just laying yes. out what Cyborg is to the world. Right. What, what he can right. mean to the rest of right. the world. I was like, yeah, like it, it was kind of what I, I, I got the feeling of like Jorel in Man of Steel giving, telling Clark what he could mean to the world. It had that. You know what else too? Two other things. One, um, he was, I mean, obviously his, he was super integral to the plot too. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that he is, and you never see this in movies. I love the fact that he is a black guy but his blackness is never once mentioned. It's not central to the plot. It's like, it's, it's just, he can just exist as You're a person of color. The, the movie doesn't feel like it's like, uh, I mean, not, not that we're the guys that should be talking about this, but it right. doesn't feel like tokenism in any way. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. This does not. And in, in, in justice league, Joss Whedon's justice league, it just feels like pure tokenism in this movie. Never once is it, there's no he's like barely arc. in that movie. He's right. barely, he's barely in it. He's, he's barely, barely in it. it. He's not, he's but, not but, in but it. My, yeah. But my point is, is that his arc is not predicated in any way, shape or form on the color of his skin or some sort of obstacle that he has to overcome because, because the color of his skin, he can simply be a POC, a person of color uh, in the plot, just doing the things happens to be a black guy representing you know that sort of thing and i think it's what i honestly to me that was so refreshing it was just really no, nice. it was he's he being shoved down my throat you know in a lot of ways it's almost like warner brothers actually canceled a movie starring him he yeah. feels like the main character in a lot of ways and they re-edited it to make it I guess the the 2017 focus was supposed to make it Batman's movie. I guess that was the goal there. It doesn't feel like it, but uh. if I had to guess of who it that cut thought it was the protagonist, I think it's Batman. I think that's okay. who it thinks it was. But this movie, I don't feel like it thinks that <laughs> anymore at all. It's, no, it's Cyborg. Yeah, I, had to I point to a protagonist. I would say that it's nobody, but I'd say Cyborg. He has the really most elevated is- arc. Yeah, he had a he yeah. definitely has and he has probably I'm the not most broken. I am not broken. That's like a right. great line. Yeah. And he's also yeah. has the most complete arc too. Like they're like yeah. out of all the characters, I don't think Wonder Woman really has much of an arc, no. does she? Uh Aquaman? I would say, no. I would say Aquaman and Wonder Woman are left to the wayside. Flash does. But in defense of that, if I was trying to defend the movie, I'd say Aquaman and Wonder Woman also have their own franchises going pretty strong. So they right. don't need them really oh, for this. I'm not you know saying. I mean? 
it's not one way or another. I'm just trying to think about all the individual. No, Flash. Ha- I think Flash has uh, Flash has an arc because he's he you know the, his father's acceptance of his own you know his own goals and his own path forward. Right. Like he's you know when he's saying that whole soliloquy while he's running through time. Right. Um, yeah. Hold that's... on one second, Bob. We have a comment, and sure, uh, sure. I usually don't get too many comments on my other shows, so let's let's uh, let's just take it real quick. They only hinted at it towards the end, but it sets up Flashpoint. Where he creates multiple alternate universes perfectly. Thank you, Ballad I, I of the Broken. Totally agree there. What I loved about this was is that in this 2017 cut, it's completely edited out and completely changed. Right. But when you know the, the moment when Flash is running to hit the mother box to wake up Superman to bring him back to life. I love that. Yeah, to be honest with you, yeah. I do not remember 2017 Justice League at all. Like, okay, well, literally. So little of it do yeah. I remember. Some of it. It was that. It was it's, that it's forgettable. I'm not bland and forgettable. They, basically, what was edited out was that when Flash was running, it, don't, it didn't have the backwards motion thing where he ran so fast that he caught up to it and it started to rewind out of the water. Oh, really? Yeah, it didn't have oh, that. So, cool. yeah, like that's what I really liked about that whole that, that whole scene. Like it was already hinting at future in the movie, and then of course, like the comment said flashpoint like he's we're watching him learn to run through time in this movie right like and the superman thing was just the slightest teeny bit by like what two seconds two milliseconds and then you know then the ending was what it was and that's going to give us you know that's going to give us another uh, another bat fleck uh appearance uh, and stuff yeah look I oh my god, there's so much, I don't even know where which direction to go. Yeah, there's there's so much to talk. Things. We can talk about the characters though. I mean, like all right, let's go. We talked about we talked about, talk about cyborg for a minute. Let's put him on a let's put him on a shelf. For I, a second I'd love we, to we address talk them. about um, Flash. Let's do Flash. Well, yeah, Flash. Uh, I mean, his. Right, arc who are you going to say? Who are you going to say before? Flash? I was going to say I was kind of comparing 2017 and now. Okay, do it, do it. And well, I mean, the Flash is non-existent in that movie too. I yeah. think he's almost edited so out as much as Cyborg. Yeah, dude, totally. But what I think the big difference for me with the two cuts and the characters are is Batman, because Batman in 2017 with what Whedon added and how he cut the rest of it, Batman comes off like this. Even he's he's almost as dumb as he is in BVS, and I know we don't totally agree there, but he's like the dumbest Batman in BVS. And in 2017, he comes off as this like almost sycophantic loser who's like, I don't think we can do it, guys, without Superman. We need him so bad. He just comes off. I remember that. He comes off really bad and odd in the 2017 cut. Like he's like, we're basically useless. We can't do anything without him. We're just this whole thing is about Superman. That's it. There's nothing else. Right. Right. This cut. Number one, I think this is his best Batman performance. I, I feel. I mean, yeah, it didn't have the cool like warehouse thing <laughs> where you know the warehouse siege and all that, which was cool. I'm not uh, saying it wasn't. I think he's. I think so far now that I've seen everything with Batflick. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say I think uh, uh, Donna's Justice is by far is that's your favorite. That has yeah. the most of him being Batman. Batman, I think definitely. Yeah, how's this? I think this is a better Bruce Wayne performance. This. You know what? You know what I did. You know what moments I cut. really didn't like. There was like all these like moments of like, yeah, dude, I'm a rich guy, which I just kind of was like, it seemed very superficial for the Batman Bruce Wayne, not Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne, yeah. not the Playboy Bruce Wayne, but the Batman Bruce Wayne wouldn't see, wouldn't say stupid things like, "What's your superpower? I'm rich." Like that's just. Not I kind of wish. 
I kind of wish that stupid. that line was "I'm smart." Yeah, that, that I really wish he said "I'm smart." Would, that's what Batman would say. Batman you know what though? It's say, like I understand. I understand where like the the push and pull of the writer is because it's like "I'm rich" is a better joke. It it, it is. It's a better joke. Right, right. But "I'm smart" is what he should say and what, what Batman say. would it's say. It's like it's like yeah. nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get Let's nuts. Get, right. You know, I mean, come on. Ballad says. And the inclusion of Dark Side sets up sequels to the original 2017. Now, this is this is a good of. point. Can we talk yeah. about this for a second? Because all I right, think... let's let's go to Dark Side since there's not much Dark Side. Let's go to Dark Side now and pop culturally out. speaking, I think a lot of people compare this with Endgame. I see that on Twitter a lot, you know, and that is not <laughs> fair. That's not fair because this I should be compared it's... to Avengers gonna... One. That's what this it... is. I am going to. I am going to be the devil's advocate for the sake of dynamic, interesting conversation and disagree with you. And I'm going to say that okay. it doesn't, that it, it should be scrutinized against Endgame because I don't, I don't think so. Okay. But here's, here's what, here's where I will. Okay. Here's, here's where I will put a chip in whoever said that's bucket because Zack Snyder has been quoted as saying that, um, that 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 this that the Justice League trilogy is actually a five he said a five movie trilogy. And right. So this would be like Avengers one or two. You are correct. It would be Avengers. I mean, one, Jeff, but... if you watch this movie, you can't tell me it's like not okay, there's more to come. I mean, obviously it's insane. no, I know, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the third movie, it's the third movie in a series. Yeah, you're that right. Dawn of Justice is kind of like a mini Justice League movie, even though it's not. It's a Trinity movie. It's a which Trinity movie, yeah. A Trinity movie leads us to a Justice League movie. They team up against a threat. As a matter of fact, it really would have been more prudent for them to call Dawn of Justice like Birth of the Justice League, or just call it Dawn of Justice. If you think honestly, about it, honestly, just call it Batman versus Superman. Leave off. Just they should have surprised us with all that stuff and left it out of the title. My point is, is that we got a little bit more than a Batman versus Superman movie with the mm -hmm. addition of Wonder Woman and sort of like this idea of like, you know, uh, 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 outer worldly threats and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I don't think we're seeing the third movie. And the other thing, too, is we're seeing the third movie in what was supposed to culminate as like a, a sort of like a, a, a peak that was eventually going to uh, go a little bit higher before coming back down you know, what you, know you know what the more fair comparison would be is infinity war if you okay, had to compare it like, like you know what i mean like the second Fine. half would be end game and this is the Infinity war i i guess end game is never going to be made end game is never going to be made no no and i mean we, got we also war. i mean Zack snyder himself depending you know this can always change but he has said that warner brothers is going forward with the continuity of 2017 because they've already done it They've already wait, done that continuity. Wait, 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 wait. They're going forward with the so that would mean that they could do more Justice League. So movies. as it sits right now, all there remember, like the Wonder Wonder Woman and Aquaman both made like a billion dollars. So yes, those are coming from apparently the continuity of the 2017 cut. And that is considered canon within this whole thing. Whereas Zack Snyder's Justice League is is like the, it's like a branch from you go from Batman versus Superman and there's two branches. <laughs> so you're telling me he said that on. himself. I'm not saying that. Right, I know, but you're yeah. telling me that they're going to continue on with the with, continuity 
as 2017 that because that they already they already cemented some things or something i don't know oh my god is that they, they just you know what's funny it's they just, were literally given Brothers, a chance, yeah but they were given a chance <laughs> yeah. with a reprieve and this goes back to this idea of like we've seen we, we have literally seen a new precedent set where you can resurrect something that was essentially dead in the water or you can yeah. amend something and you know what i here's the big hope and again, I'm literally going to make this statement. If you want to make a response statement to the statement, please do. But then yeah. we can move on from it. Yeah. I hope that this that this shows Disney that they can have like John Favreau go in and do the do some sort of uh, special edition cuts of the trilogy to make it feel more cohesive and sort of amend some things and just and since they're not doing since it's technically the end of the skywalker saga it's not like it's going to mess with anything that they're planning and so therefore disney has a really really good opportunity to really sort of put put things right if they want to you know they have footage on the cuttering room floor to do this if they look you know man i mean i'm here if they do it i'll watch it uh yeah in my i've we've talked i don't want to i don't want to divert but Just I'll say this: I think that I think I personally feel that Rise of Skywalker story-wise is unsalvageable. So it, you know, I don't care what's on the cutting room floor. You'd have to reshoot a whole new movie. Gotcha. It's just as unsalvageable. Yeah. It's just it's unbelievable. I can't. Yeah, another movie, another yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. The point <laughs> is, is that I I think that this that there's other things though that we there are other things too within fandoms that. Or like, oh, I wish we could get that version of that thing. Sure, and yeah. this allows, usually it happens in comic book form. Oh, that script, yeah. we're going to turn into a comic. And you'll get to almost see what happened here, you know. Um, so I'm hoping that that is what happens. We'll see. Are you, You're saying you're hoping that he actually gets his sequels to this movie. Made. No, is that no, what you're no, saying? No, oh, you're no, saying, no, you're no, saying, no, saying, oh, the Star Wars thing. You're saying like the I was Star saying Wars of the thing. Star Wars thing, but you know, I, I, I don't do. think that you know what I really don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to just be. I think, I think Disney can see the Mandalorian bucks in their eyes, and they're going to keep yeah. going with the streaming. I think that's what we're going to get is streaming, I, streaming, streaming, and maybe a movie in like two years. I really, I hope that they reconsider because I love this 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 whole arc that, and we could talk about that a little bit later. Where Zack Snyder's movies were going to go, where Batman. The Batman directed, starring, and written by Ben Affleck, which I wanted to see more than Same. anything else. That was ben my Affleck number one. is a good director. Yes, and he and he's yeah. a good writer, and he would have handled that character so well. That was also a huge, huge mistake, in my opinion. I mean, Warner they, Brothers screwed that up. It's not just that it's not just that they ruined the movies, they turned Ben Affleck off to the whole process. They were like, I he know. was like, he just basically was like, Yeah, no more, I'm done. Thanks. It it's great. Just such a bu- it's just such a bummer to me. Yeah. Um, but but let's talk about Dark Side for a minute. So we yeah, do sure. get to see Dark Side, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this into Infinity War. Actually, you know what? I you know what? I recant my statement about 
comparing it to Endgame. You're right. It is 100% Infinity War. What was, and we talked about this with Infinity War, what was the thing that made Infinity War so successful? We both agreed unanimously about this. Uh, it's Thanos' movie. He's that it's Thanos' movie. Yeah, yeah. And in this movie, it doesn't feel like, even though Cyborg is kind of like the closest thing we have to a main character, it doesn't feel like anybody's movie. It should no, it, feel like somebody's movie. And there is a dark sides. I actually finished watching the Snyder Cut about half an hour before we started, and I wanted to rewatch it, and I did not have the time. And oh no, yeah, it's so I'm long. So glad that you did. Yeah, yeah. Well, Thank you. For I, I'll say this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of wanted to anyway. If I told yeah. you, if I said I wasn't a fan of Zack Snyder, it'd be a lie because as much as I hate things he does, I've watched his movies a lot, and I enjoy right. them. So it's a lie if I say I don't enjoy them i think you know what it is maybe you are maybe it's just that like you like him but you're so frustrated by some of the things that he does i love his execution in certain things but i hate his the way he wields his characters and most of this comes down to superman but i'm trying to stay away from only talking about superman right because i could but um what i wanted to say before we got in this um yeah 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 watching it again what i like in this cut and it's very slight and probably not enough for a cynic, but they gave Steppenwolf an arc or yes. not even an arc. He, oh my like this, God. Yeah. They gave him, him trying to impress dark side, like a father figure was new. And even though it's such a small little thing, it gives him something. It he makes him, him not something. just a big guy. It makes him almost t- like one have a personality. Yeah, 150% agree with you yeah, about yeah. this. Just a, just a little touch, you know, like an 80s action movie, how you had the henchman who just right. wants to please the boss. Right. That's all I need. I love 80s action movies. But that's just true that. to the character in the right. comic book. Right. So they that's literally it. gave that's him the one thing that we all know Steppenwolf for, and they said, here, you do that in the movie as well. I was, I was, here's what I was let down by with the Snyder Cut as well. I sure. thought we were going to get a little bit more of a tussle with dark side than we did i should just be grateful that we got dark side at all again yeah they put they did not they did not amend the snyder cut in any way to make it feel final they literally wanted to show you this is what would have been so yeah it's not up to be it's not like he shot a different movie there is the end thing that he obviously shot but right but it's not this is the movie that was finished because you can't say that like Dark Side showed up and then he had he him and Superman traded punches. No, no, that didn't happen. It's exactly how it would have been in 2017 if Warner Brothers didn't screw up. Like that's right. what we saw, you know. Right. Like, and a part yeah. of me kind of wishes that with the 70 million dollar budget, is there some way that they could have manipulated the edit to sort of make it feel a little bit more final than it does because it really does leave you reeling for the next movie, which it, is a shame. That's the it, one shame. It's great to see Dark Side. It's great to see the Omega beams on screen. You know, yeah. that's all awesome. Uh, boom tubes and what have you. But yeah, it does feel like scant. It feels like Thanos in uh, his Guardians cameo or something right. like that. You know what I mean? Where you're like, it's like a cameo. It's not, he's, yeah, I don't that's feel what like it was supposed to be. That's what it's and supposed that's to what, be. Yeah. And that's what it's not fair because it's just. I think when you, you yeah, we can't judge down, Snyder on this because he was he wasn't planning to, on that, right? Right. Yeah. So you, you can't know. sit down and watch this like it's all it's it's like that it's like supposed to be that movie when it's actually no. This is the movie of five years ago where we've just all lived through right. these other movies to this point. Now you know it's not fair. But if I had to give, if I had to give one, if I could just, if I had, if someone was like here, 
you can give Snyder one criticism, one criticism alone. I can it give would plenty. literally be this. It, it would yeah. be no. If I had to pick though, out of all of them, it yeah. would just be that. Um, and and this is assuming that it was in his power to do so because he could turn around and say, you know what, friggin', you know, comic book nerd, shut the fuck up. This is what I could do with the footage. You know, I couldn't do what you would want me to do, or I couldn't do what you're requesting. And what I'm requesting is just wrap it up in a way that gives us a little bit more finality. And I don't know what that looks like. And I don't it, know how instead, Jeff, instead what you're saying, he, instead he almost twists the knife with that extra shit. Like he, right. he, he not only doesn't he do that, he goes, no, no, no. Here's all the stuff that could happen that never will. You want to know what it was? A, it was a, and that had, I think that has two, um, that has two, there are two reasons that motivate that decision. The first one is a giant fuck you to um, Warner Brothers. To Warner Brothers he and wants to the credit. fans to be in an uproar. He wants the fans yeah. to be in an uproar. And B, if the fans are in an uproar, maybe Warner Brothers will change their mind and he can uh, open up his, his toy box and play with his toys again. And you know what? I can't – I cannot blame him for that. I would do the same thing if I hey. was in a shoot. When anyone, all my friend, a lot of my friends hate this movie. They hated it. I have a few friends who liked it, but the ones who hated it, they act like when they're like four hours, four by three. What's all this pretentious bullshit? And I was like, dude, you already had one of the most indulgent filmmakers ever. Literally, get a chance to be indulgent. What did you expect this to be? And also, like, like it was going to always be completely indulgent. What if you sit down, not expecting this to be indulgent? You don't know what movies are or what has happened in the last 10 years of film. Why are you not grateful that you're getting a <laughs> four-hour cut of a yeah. movie? Like, I think they, they don't like Snyder to begin with. That's yeah, but thing, it's like that, 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 I, I find that frustrating because it's but you know what like, I mean? Like it's it's the nature of it. Like it's not his fault that a studio gave him 80 million dollars to be indulgent. Once again, it's the yeah. world's fault, it's society's fault. You blame somebody else, I guess. But I was like, he did he Snyder Snydered so hard this time. That you couldn't Snyder more. It's four hours. Right. It's in four by three IMAX ratio. He did exactly oh, what an that's four, why it's four by three. I was yeah. It was, it was shot in IMAX, so he left it like that because he, you know, he because like you said, Jeff, he's like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna do what I want." Yeah. <laughs> it's like you was, gave me eighty wow. million dollars to put it on a streaming service, Warner Brothers. I'm gonna give you an asterisk ratio that doesn't fit. It's I love it, genius, man. man. It's a I, it is genius. I didn't think about that. I didn't <laughs> yeah. think about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, the other thing that this movie suffers from that I yeah. feel that the again, I'm going to compare it to Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. Mar Mar Marvel has Marvel absolutely has uh, some really bad CGI itis uh, from time to time. But I have to tell you, there's something so premium a one about most of the cgi in marvel films it's just like it's like they i can't explain it to you you do not got i the thing the thing that killed me in 2017 with justice league was just how just this, we talked about cavill but i'm just saying even just even just steppenwolf look just oh my god it was garbage yeah, Steppenwolf was like 1999 cgi villain he, he was looked, like this he is was your big bad for your for your superhero team up movie like this is garbage yeah yeah it was just garbage man all Which, the way through i'm not as big of a critic of cgi as other people are like i yeah. i'm not one to jump on that part because to me i can i love like 
like you do too you love movies where we suspend the disbelief of what the effects practical or not look like and i do and, and yeah I normally right. do. It, yeah but i guess i guess when you get up in these like hundreds of millions of dollars it starts you guys, I the, just the criticism think, is yeah i just think and this is more aimed at the theatrical version than it is the snyder cut because i yeah. saw a lot of I personally saw a lot of scenes in the Snyder Cut. You could tell there was a lot. You could really see a lot of green screen sort of flatness, you know, yeah. uh, in a lot of stuff. But again, I, in my mind, I'm thinking like he's literally has like a limited budget and a very short amount of time to turn this around. They did the the. I mean, he's literally shooting shooting scenes in his backyard to make yeah, this, right, make right, this yeah. work and you're kind of going in your head like why did you read today <laughs> you yeah you sent me the article today about how he wanted john stewart green lantern in there right and he shot the scene in his backyard and they said right. no and they made him martian manhunter right and yeah. um the cgi was uh, uh definitely better in this version than yeah, yeah. the 2017 version but i'm looking at dark side i'm just like god dark side just he just looked like garbage compared to thanos i couldn't it's, I don't know, man. Dude, I, it's it's a hard thing because, like, I feel like over the course of two movies, we literally get intimately involved with Thanos, and the performance capture on Josh Brolin is just—it's unparalleled. You can't compare it. Yeah. It's just not—it's not fair. It's like comparing Gollum to like Resident Evil or something. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it's just not going to happen. And, and Dark Side, as cool as it is to see him, he has no personality here. He is a—he's still mustache twirling villain. Yeah, he, he doesn't. It's not. I'm not saying that's the fault of it, but he doesn't have anything to do, really. Yeah, yeah right. it's, it's the truth. It's he's still you're mustache right. Thanos. We have the time to develop him to actually believe he believes in this stupid idea, <laughs> his crazy right. idea that makes no fucking sense. I still like totally believe it that he believes it that he believes right. that killing half the universe is important. Right, Dark Side doesn't have anything remotely on that level of substance. It's so, the like performance Thanos, why matter. do you even give a shit? Like, honestly, why do you even give a shit? <laughs> I know. Whenever, <laughs> whenever anyone uh, like criticizes Thanos, I'm always like, he's called the Mad Titan for a reason. He's insane. He's not mentally there. It's, it doesn't. You can't put logic. You can't apply logic to his plan. It just doesn't work. Right. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Dark Side is he's a cameo in this movie, and he is. The CG is it as good? No, but it, does it have to be? He's he's barely on screen. <laughs> no, you're it's right. Fine. He looks like that. He does look like Dark Side. Right. I mean, he looks like Dark Side. Um, I did not like the. I, I guess it worked for the movie. Like I understand why they made the mother boxes the way that they are. As a giant comic book nerd, mm -hmm. I hated the way that they sort of turned the mother boxes into these artifacts. I always loved that it was. Um, apocalyptic slash uh what the hell is the other one other planet what's the the other uh, one where the new I, gods live god uh, I, have to look um, up. I know about apocalypse yeah apocalypse and there's two planets they were split in half by a comet and you have the yeah. um the, the same it. the same race of aliens that are like godlike beings They're i know what you're talking about i just don't know the name i think it's called new Oh my god, what is it called? This is gonna really, really bother me. I'm gonna have to look it up. But you know, the guy who sits on that weird like like sling is uh, is dark side son. They switched sons yeah. to make a, a piece whatever their technology is is they use mother boxes. A mother box is like a cell phone. It's like a, I, just like a I, I'm, I'm in agreement car. that they're not nearly as cool as they were in the comics, but I also get now with the Snyder cut 2017. Yeah. 
totally I would have been on board with you more, but the mother boxes here, the way they sell them with the cyborg connection that he yes. that they you're right, they look like they are made or he is made from the same thing as they are. So they that morphed works. them into a MacGuffin. They morphed they, them they, into a they're MacGuffin, MacGuffin and yeah. cyborg's technology right. and his CG look the same as their CG. And they're the same style, at least when they're like fluxing right. and stuff. So right. it works for that. I'll give them that. You know, did you watch Doom Patrol? I haven't. No. And you know what? Every criticism I've seen of the Snyder Cut has been like, well, Cyborg's better in Doom Patrol. And I'm He's like, great. He is great. I, I have no Doom doubt. Patrol. I'm not, I'm going to watch yeah. Doom Patrol. And I have no doubt it's going to be awesome. He's younger. He feels slightly younger, maybe like yeah, two or three years younger in Doom Patrol than he is. I don't, but. In- I, that's fine and all, but that's not a criticism I care about. He no, was I know. better I know. in Doom. Not, not saying you're saying that, but when I yeah. see people say that, I'm like, I don't care that Doom Patrol did it better. Doom Patrol's a TV series. This is a movie. Yeah. I don't care. That's not you're to right. me. Did I like what happened in this movie? And do I like what happens in Doom Patrol? That's the question. It's not a comparison, really. I don't know. Point is, the mother boxes do serve. They serve the movie the way that they're supposed to. I just personally, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was kind of just like, kind of, you know, again, and I didn't they're remember. Lame. They're lame. <laughs> well, I just didn't really remember what they were used in 2017, and then I was. This was really my crash course again, and on this movie, and I'm going, oh Dude, yeah, I guess all right. 2017. With the the one the, I remember the scene I don't know how they changed it but when the you know like the scene right after Superman attacks them because he, he like just woke up. There's like that scene where the mother box is sitting on top of a police car and a boom tube just comes down and lifts it up and all like the and all like the justice league are just standing there like, huh? <laughs> it's just like I don't know. At least they, they're in this. At least they were still actively fighting him, and it was actively a problem. And so it was right. taken while they were still like jostled from the fight. Where in the 2017 one, it's just like, oh look, he's they're stealing the mother box and nobody does anything. Do you want to talk about Batman's cuffs now, or should uh, we? Yeah, no, we can talk. No, no. There's so much to talk about just when it comes to. Your I mind. Yeah. this is an element that just absolutely did not work for me. Yeah, it's stupid. All. Yeah, it's terrible. It was yeah. so stupid, and I'm just going like, I, I'm just, I don't know, man. I, I, I was just so, I was just so like taken aback that they went that way with the cuffs and just going like, this is really, I mean, this is really above and beyond. For for a Snyder verse that's born out of a Nolan verse, this was just an element for me that I just thought was so eye rolling, and you know, I mean, literally, Superman. I listen, Bob. I agree with you for once about that. You know, your whole thing. You know, where 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 Superman is just could easily kill Batman, despite all the times in the comic books where they always have some reason. <laughs> hey, well, some way Jeff, that, I would argue that in this scenario it's even harder to argue how it didn't happen. Like That's even with the, even with those bracelets, I was like, the, the, he should like, killed him. He would, I was him. like, if you had a Superman that, that goes rogue and wants, and it doesn't care about killing anymore and wants to kill, I was like, you might as well just say your prayers and just lean down and just accept. Cause you're even Batman. I was like, he didn't prepare for this. This Batman, especially is not prepared for this. His whole no. thing was those cuffs. It was literally the cuffs. It, and, it, and, and amazing how Clark, <laughs> <laughs> blows up one cuff and then shoots him again and he has another one yeah <laughs> he just gives this yeah he has another one off. it's like go for the head and if it know, wasn't I mean? for if it wasn't for uh lois intervening he would be dead batman right. would be dead right 
And here's the thing is there's two moments in the in the Whedon cut that I do like. I, I hate saying it, but they're not in here. And one of the one of the conventions that Whedon cooked up for the 2017 was was he he Alfred and him have this like vague conversation about the big gun in case oh. Superman goes bad or whatever when they wake him up. He's like the big gun. And re- do you remember nope. when super okay in the, <laughs> the way they changed the 2017 cut was that he throws Batman into a car and he's about to like, and he picks him up and he holds him and he, he does like the, do you believe thing? And he's about to kill him. Right. And he's like, Alfred, I need the big gun. And it turns out that the big gun was just Lois showing up and him seeing Lois to stop him. Oh, I kind of like that. That's like that's a, so much, but that puts Batman. See that, that makes Batman that. have an idea and it makes right. him. Yeah. It, it's, it uses his superpower, his super brain. And it also it, it also puts something over on us as the audience because we're like, what's the big gun? Does he have right. kryptonite? Does right. he have all this shit? No, no, no. It's just so lower. much. I mean, but I got to tell yeah. you, because, you know, again, and the one thing that I, I always kind of listen again, I like that yeah, yeah. Lois Lane has a has a has like a, a strong presence in these movies. But there are, are some scenes where she's just like literally wandering onto like a superpowered battlefield. And I'm like, dude, like you, you should be not here to turn into like applesauce, dude. Yeah, you like not not like nothing against Lois. I like Lois a yeah, lot. Yeah. I'm just saying like, yeah. And I just feel like, like so, so many times where, where that sort of situation happens and, you know, this is a time where it actually makes sense and works. And like, I want that. You no, know, her 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 running in actually stopped it from being dangerous for the first right. time. You know, like she actually right. stops it. She's not running. She knows that she's it. She's the only thing that can actually. Right. And, you know, in this cut, it also sets up her being there. It's not right. Alfred bringing her. This cut does do a good job of her grieving and going to the basically his mm-hmm. his grave every every day, which is something I've actually seen my relatives do in, our, in my own life. It's something people do is they go visit a right. grave every day when they're grieving. For yes. years you know 100%. totally get i i could i actually could relate with something Zack snyder did uh, amazing oh. <laughs> yeah like oh my god he did it for once but yeah yeah I, I i dug that i dug that but the bracelets that was just shoved in alfred going hey i did i made these he goes oh good you know it's like <laughs> all right the fight is a good fight in both uh, yeah. things i like the idea of the yeah. fight because what it does is it gives us an excuse to have <laughs> superman go up against the rest of the justice league it shows us why they need superman so badly because of how how, how much more powerful he is than the rest mm-hmm. of them put together it also shows their own power set i think it's right like it kind of it kind of it, it shows you that Wonder Woman is obviously number two, but even number two can't can't break that that ceiling, you know. But like it shows you like Aquaman, he kind of gets pushed around. The Flash, for the first time ever in his life, notices somebody can actually move at a speed that he they, that he, they can see him. That whole that whole that moment whole, is great. Hold on, let's pause real quick. Let's yeah, let's fold that into the Flash right now. Yeah, I just want to say that moment was the was absolutely stupendous and absolutely a payoff to what we saw what might be actually my favorite part of the whole movie first of all i think besides ray parker's uh cyborg stuff i think that snyder the two things that snyder handled the most masterfully in this movie are the flash and cyborg and yeah. the flash, I would, I would agree, except for one exception. But I'm, I'm not going to interrupt you. Okay, you, 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 you tell me that right after I say this about the flash. Mm-hmm. The flash, that whole scene, 
that whole introduction scene was, <laughs> yeah, it was good. On I, my, my, had my jaw hanging down the whole time because yeah. I'm thinking in my head, I've already seen two superpowered fast people scenes. We saw it in Age of Ultron. We saw it done super duper well with Evan Peters in. Those um, are great scenes. As much as I don't like, I don't like Brian Singer. Those are great scenes. You can't, yeah. you can't you deny can't how deny good they are. How great they yeah. are. And again, I just want to put a disclaimer just because we talk about scenes from movies that we love made by really shitty, terrible people does <laughs> right, not right. mean that we um, approve like of them or yeah. approve of them. Um, but we can't just in the way that, that in, you know, I really hated uh, the Freddie Mercury movie a lot, but I can't deny how great that, that live aid footage was just phenomenal. Oh yeah. The execution on that, that whole scene is amazing. Yeah. You can't argue like that was like Oscar, whoever did it, whether it was him or the other guy, uh, singer or the other guy, you can't argue that that's not like uh, that. What that's not worthy of like Oscar, some yeah. sort of Oscar nomination. That 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 recreation, just showing us the same footage that we've seen a million times on YouTube. But show, like, let's do it from the side of the stage. Let's go around the Pepsi cups on the on the piano thing. You know what I mean? Just like I'd recommend really, if if you like that, you should watch Rocket Man because he directed. I've guy, seen it. Oh yeah, I lo- I really love Rocket. I've seen Man. It. Same director, good. and I liked yeah. Rocket Man a lot more. And yeah. I thought it was a crime. Super quick, and then we're gonna get back to the Flash. <laughs> we're I talking about Rocket crime. <laughs> no, but I thought it was a crime that that saw that whole dance sequence for Saturday nights. All right for fighting mm-hmm. was just fire. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Fire and the crocodile rock. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, Flash, back to Snyder, Snyder, Flash. The Flash. We yeah. had seen so many super powered people running in movies recently. How is Snyder going to make this any different from anything? And not only does he manage to do it in a way that we've never seen before, but he shows us the Flash. He shows just like with Cyborg. He shows us the Flash as he's seen in the comic book. The Flash is way more than a guy who is just super fast. He has like he has a relationship with his surroundings that's much more different than normal people's relationships with surroundings. And it's almost like it's almost like, you know, watching Snyder do this, I'm going, you know, it's not that the Flash is even moving super fast. It's almost that his power is that he can make everything super slow. Yeah, that's always you know what, what I've mean? understood. I think and, and I think what we've seen in other movies they they've kind of like Evan Peters Quicksilver, I think they do a good job of showing that he's perceiving things as extremely slow and he can turn that off and on. It's not him moving fast. It's almost like he goes into flash mode. They do that on the TV show too, pretty well. But oh, do they? Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, not familiar yeah. with that. I've, yeah, I've, I'm a big fan of the Flash TV show and they I've do not a good job. It. But it, I think that Snyder definitely has a way with it, and obviously this oh. flash, obviously this flash has a stylistic choice with the lightning that I used to dislike, but I kind of like now, where oh, the lightning appears so before he starts moving, which it, it bothered me when I originally saw it, but now five years later, I'm like, you know what? It's not too bad. <laughs> it's like I actually kind of dig the fact that all this immense power coming from the Speed Force is leaking out. And it knows it ahead of time before he starts moving. I kind of did. I that. so want to. Fl- I can't wait for the Flash movie. And yeah, I man. So and want the, the guy who directed it, you know, perfect. Is, yeah, perfect. really crazy. And this uh, kid, this kid who played in the Flash, Ezra he's Miller, great. He, he's great. 
great. Yeah, like what's for for a Zack Snyder movie, the hot dog line, I was like actually laughing out loud. And I never laugh at a Zack Snyder it movie. So, so charming. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. All of the humor actually resides. That's the other thing I was thinking about. Yeah. The, the beauty, again, we're just going to keep comparing this to Avengers because we can't stop. The beauty of all those Avengers movies and the Marvel movies is that they are so good at injecting humor into their scripts, no matter what is going on, no matter what the film is. There's always some moment, whether it's usually very dry humor that just finds its way into the script and just leaves you, uh, it makes everything more lovable. And it's, Snyder's it's, like... It's that, uh, I hate to say it too, you already covered this, but like it's got that magic that buff the buffy verse kind of had mm. the the proper asides the quippy comedy it had right. like quips. like quips i mean yeah. let's be honest he did make avengers one and it did set a tone for the rest of the, for everything that came after yeah it. and avengers one is great it is and it, it marvel has carried that on and if you look at snyder himself has said he's like no one does action comedies better than M the mcu which i found an interesting quote from him because it was like he doesn't consider his movies action comedies because he they're, not. they're not because they they're aren't not. he definitely sees them as something different but he's also admitting that is that what i do is not what they do and that's fine right and this is yeah. his this is literally how snyder snyder is is visually telling this by being like okay i'm making one of those big big superhero team up movies so here is my attempt at making the action comedy the flash will be the comic relief the flash We're just gonna, yeah. and 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 team him up with and i love the dynamic between him aquaman and, and aquaman going back and forth and i feel like they could have even turned that up another notch like we could have had a little bit more but they started to see this back and forth between them and i just really was i was really enjoying it but i want to get back to the scene for a minute the scene is poetry where he just and it's such a simple scene it goes back to what we were talking about with schumacher and tim burton simple superhero mechanics here he saves a girl from a collision right. and he does all of that stuff and again he's showing us how he how he reacts um how he reacts to physics essentially as the flash and it's just it's beautiful man it's beautiful and yeah um, it, it's yeah. like rendered in a way it's rendered in a way, like you said, there's a little bit more poetry to it than the than like you would see in poetry. an action movie or anything like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I, I've seen some people like say the scene is kind of weird because he doesn't seem to know who she is and he's like leering at her and shit. And I'm like, I don't think it's that. I think it's he's saving someone in the midst of trying to apply for a job. He's not leering at her. It's, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. It's, he's a guy who he's a guy who is sees an attractive with, girl. They're making eyes at each other from across the way. He's he it's they're having a moment and you know it it leads Yeah, what, what I was gonna say is that that argument's interrupted by the fact that during this whole moment he's like, Oh, a hot dog, I'll use that for I'll use that. <laughs> like he's not that creepy if he's thinking about how to get out of the situation. He's like, Oh, look, a hot Wait a dog. Minute. Wait, I'm sorry. So if I'm understanding correctly, you're saying that you read or heard or or saw people say that this was a creepy moment that they were he was being creepy with her. I've seen people say that, yes. Oh my God! I, I gotta, look, I'm I not disagreeing. I don't see it either. And I, like I said, it's a, oh my God, they're totally off. misreading that dude. It's capped wow. off by him picking a hot dog out of the air 
for to feed to puppies. He's even not. Even if he didn't, even I know, but it's, it's, I'm saying it's an innocent scene. It's not anything it's weird. So, oh my god, it's so yeah. innocent. It's, it's, it's so beautiful. Innocent. Yeah. It's a beautiful moment where, like, yeah. you know, I mean, I could relate to that. You know, now, in the sense of like, you know, it's like, listen, if you lock eyes with someone, you know, and you have a moment, and then the very next moment they're about to be killed by a car accident, and you have the power of the Flash to save them. I think he would have saved he would have saved anyone from a car. No, I of course he would. Yeah, of course he would. But I I think the okay, if I had a criticism about his about this part of the movie is I would like maybe just one scene of a follow-up to this. Maybe like because that is Iris. It is Iris. Oh, it is Iris? Oh yeah, that is Iris. So So what is so it's his freaking wife, dude. What? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, like, I kind of wanted a follow up. I kind of wanted it to be more explorative in just one other scene of this. Like, you know, they they see each other again, or he actually like you right. know follows up with her in some way, or she thanks him for sequel. saving him. Would have been in the sequel. It would have been nice. It would have been in the sequel. It doesn't happen here. I'm not gonna say it's it makes the movie bad, but it's just I wanted something more to this beautiful scene. I wanted right. a, like a coda to it or something just to follow up. You, I, you agree. Know. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. I also want to say that this that this leads me into something that I just remembered. Mm-hmm. The absolutely just the cringy, like like bite my bite through my bite through my lip cringe. Ex ex expiratory. I can't say the word, Bob. Expository. Expository. Thank you. Expository. Yeah forceful expository dialogue in the prison scene with his father where he has to explain to the audience yeah, yeah. that he, why he's in jail and why he's visiting him in jail. I was just like, dude, it sucks. Cause like hell? it sucks. because I really like Billy Crudup. Obviously he's great. Yeah. And I, w- I, I'm, I'm sad. He's not going to be in the flash movie. Like they should still keep him, but I don't know why he's not. It's Ron Livingston instead, apparently, huh. but yeah, that was announced today. Um, but you're right. Because they only have two scenes of them sitting, talking to each other, they have to throw in the shit that I guess if I was watching this with my mom, she wouldn't know what the history of The Flash is. So she wouldn't know I get why it. that's there. It sucks that it has to be expository. It's just like... it's. I just can't. And there's a couple other... My God, there's some stuff with uh, between Batman and Alfred... Too. There's some awkward scenes with Alfred where he's like, oh, would you like me to make the tea for you? I'll make the tea. The tea. Oh, you're not doing it right. The tea's not being done I kind done of found right. that kind of adorable, though. I thought that was a little bit... I, it did not... Wonder Woman like, wouldn't know how to make tea. <laughs> she wouldn't know I know, but I was yeah. just like, what? This is so... I feel like there's a million different ways to do that moment, and it there's, was just weird. That was a weird way to do it. There's a lot of uh, stuff that normally would have gotten cut that we got to see. Because right. he's allowed to do it this time. Four fucking hours. Right. It's four hours. So he could just he just <laughs> fuck you. I'm gonna put every little thing in there. But Good. but that brings me to my thoughts into something I really like. And yes. we, we we covered this on the last episode we did, but I think it extends even further here, especially with this cut. Is I I kind of think I prefer Zack Snyder's Wonder Woman to her own movies a little bit because in these two movies, she's number one, she is crazy more powerful. Oh, like, she's awesome in that. Her power opening. set is just crazy. That awesome. opening scene. That bank scene is awesome. It is so good. So awesome. So good. Yeah. 
I, I just I just really love that bank scene. But um, that said, even the them trying to keep the football away from Steppenwolf, that whole sequence. Oh, that's is great! Awesome. It's so good. Like it's I'm great. so I'm so angry that in 2017 we just saw like the like three shots from it where I was like this whole thing was just amazing. It was like a cat and mouse game on a giant field with all these Amazons cool. versus Steppenwolf. Cool. I remember that was yeah. something I remembered from the other Justice League. I was like cool yeah. and but, but and this I, was a different this was an elongated version of it. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. And and I loved I loved like I loved the um uh, the Amazonians with those th- these these Amazonians tough as nails with their hammers yeah. and they're like we're gonna sacrifice ourselves by knocking the things in. I was like I was just like this yeah. is so first of all this is super Zack Snyder second of all <laughs> when they're when they're they're slamming the hammers to the wood I was like yeah. that shot is like three hundred in a shot yeah well right I mean the now. Amazonians it's, it's, are it's so Snyder it's ridiculous Amazonians are Spartans. might as well be from 300 they're Spartans know? they're Spartans they're yeah. Spartans but like that's yeah. what he does that's what he does super well and it I thought yeah. it you're right it does I would like to see a Zack Snyder Wonder Woman movie actually yeah, I'm not saying it would be really that, good I would watch that I don't I'm not saying I don't love Patty Jenkins because I totally actually do uh but to to me, it's I like, liked what, her first one. The second one, I was not a fan of. I, I was a fan was of great. it. It's not a good movie, but I'm a fan of it. It's a really first it's, one it, was great. Really, yeah, really great. I, I liked it. I liked two thirds of the first one, and I enjoyed all of the second one for how horrible it was. That no man's land sequence is just is, like is incredible. Wow. It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. masterpiece. I think Patty Jenkins, if she doesn't write them, she should direct them. If she's I She's doing an X-wing movie, man, and that's going to yeah, be. I'm down. I'm down too. I can't wait for that. Uh, really. I think Zack Snyder. He doesn't. It's weird because now I, you know, I, I like like responding to critics of him while also being a critic a critic of him. And people, they they have these weird things where they like say that he's he he like sexualizes his characters wrongfully, and I'm like, I don't see the Amazons as sexualized at all. In fact, not they look, at- all at all it's like powerful women who who yeah they don't need men at all like yeah and if you could show me anything in that amazonian scene that is shot in any way suggestively i'd love to see it because to me they look like they're 300 warriors (laughs) dude i am i gotta be honest with you bob i am so glad i'm not around the people that you've seen this like because i would just basically twitter and tick uh, Twitter and TikTok, man, it's filled with this stuff. Jesus Christ! Because I, I don't understand it. Where I'm listening to these criticisms, and I'm listening to them with open, you know, open ears. Because I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not seeing it. But I watched it again today, and I'm like, I don't see how this. If anything, if anything, it, man, they're looking Jeff, for it. If they're anything, for it. I think Je- I think Zack Snyder is way, way more obsessed with the male form in every way. This is like his movies. Look at 300. Look at everything he does with Superman. Look at Ben Affleck in BVS. It's like an absolute orgy of male meat in these movies. He should have directed, like... <laughs> he should have directed Bohemian Rhapsody because you want to know what my biggest <laughs> No, I'll tell you why. No, no, no. I'm just watching Bohemian Rhapsody. No, I'm going to tell you why. You know what my biggest okay, problem okay. with Bohemian Rhapsody was? A really, I, super side note. Super side ahead. note. I, I did a whole podcast on if you want to listen. It's, did it's you? All, okay, I'm going to have to check that out. It's all insults. You'll, You'll love two, it. I had two big complaints about Bohemian Rhapsody. Complaint number one, 
didn't see any dick. And listen, I say <laughs> yeah. that as I, I say no. that as a straight man mm-hmm. who who just simply went into this movie expecting to see just a lot of 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 dick. And it should have been insane. It should have been it should have been like a gay orgy, just constantly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And again, it's not like I was like bring it on. I'm just saying like that that was Freddie Mercury's life. Like part. No. Of it, yeah. That's what I like, I want. I'd want it to be more honest in that way. Definitely. Absolutely, right. And 100%. so I was I was so yeah. disappointed that we didn't get any peen when Freddie and who was Freddie Mercury. You know, like and other people have been like, dude. You know, Freddie Mercury wasn't gay. He was like pansexual. He wanted everything. You know what well, I mean? It like, should have just been bacchanal orgies, you know, like, a bacchanalia. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just and the other thing that really bothered me about that movie is just sort of like I don't know. And you know, it's funny. I have, I have asked, I have asked, you know, gay friends about this because I, again, as you know, a straight white male, like maybe I'm just not, maybe I'm just blind right. to to the thing. But I'm like. You know, I read this is the message that I read in this movie is that, like, you know, if you don't marry a woman and have children, that you're going to die of AIDS. Like, that's what I was reading in that movie, like the way yeah. that they're portraying his his his, you know, uh, attraction to men was a sinful vice that would eventually get him killed that he apologizes instead- for. Right, it's, right. And it's so pretty, it's pretty sad, man. It's pretty sad. Yeah, I, I do not like that movie. Well, like that being said, I love Queen to death, but right. Give me Zack Snyder. Give me Zack Snyder's version. <laughs> I don't want to Rhapsody. I don't think Zack Snyder should direct to be a Rhapsody, starring Henry Cavill as Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna look good. He's gonna look sexy. Yeah, but he's not gonna look like Freddie Mercury, but sure, <laughs> he's gonna look sexy, but. Anyway, you understand what I'm saying, though? Like, I, I thought about this pretty heavily, and I don't want to go into it a lot here on your show, but, like, I think there is a through line in all of his movies that objectify male bodies. Like, a bodybuilder looks at other men and how they shape and form themselves, and they're obsessed with that. There is that very present in his movies. And the one time, the one time he was accused truly of objectifying women in his movies was Sucker Punch, which... Which if you, I've not seen it. Which I've is never well, Jeff. If you do watch it, know this. I want to see whether it. it's unsuccessful, which I think it is unsuccessful. Zack Snyder intended it as a satire of Hollywood objectification of women. Did he? Did he do it properly? Did he convey that message? I don't think he did. But the fact is, the one time he did it, he was trying to satirize it badly. And then right. you look at all of his other movies, and there's just male meat throughout the. <laughs> Henry Cavill does a whole thing in this movie where he is literally covered in baby oil. Like the behind the scenes is like the dude is like he like he spent days covered in a thin layer of baby oil in his chest and arms. It's like and when Joel there, Schumacher, and when Joel, and when Joel <laughs> Schumacher did it, they were like, Oh, you ruined Batman! Fuck <laughs> you! Oh, you ruined Batman! How- and that was straight homophobia, yeah. Yeah, they were that yeah, right. I'm just saying there's a through line here that is never discussed and I am totally down with it. I'm fine with it. But like there is a, an objectification of the men's bodies in these movies, especially in right. this trilogy. Which is why you're saying it's preposterous that people calling them out for doing the, for the other thing. Form. Right. Like, like it's, ironically, it happens to be the male form. <laughs> I think it is. I think it right. is right. Uh, not in a bad way. I don't think it's creepy or anything. I just find right. it to be, it's like, it's there's a worship of the the male form like you would a Greek god, 
you know, like or, or like a bodybuilder. There's like a worship of the form. Anyway, right. let's yeah, go back okay. to go back okay. to story. Yeah, sorry that sidetrack there is weird, but <laughs> no, I thought it was yeah. very. It's I think it's a very I think it's very valid. And Th- think about Doc Manhattan and Watchmen, male form. Come on, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> the swinging blue dick. Oh my <laughs> lord. I'm right. telling you, should have let him direct the fucking Bohemian Rhapsody movie. I don't think he should. But... <laughs> it would have been like the Dewey Cox scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Dude, I mean, look, actually... I'll watch it. I don't think he should have that job, but I think I think I'd watch it. Don't don't get me wrong. It, it, it would be good. It would. It would be good. Yeah. In any case, in any case, um, I, I agree. Diana is great. In she really is. In, yeah. She's phenomenal, and I got to tell you. Now here's the, here was a mental note that I took when I was watching it. There, Zack Snyder understands superhero um, blocking movement, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he does understands how to translate superhero movement from a comic book page to live action in a way that few do. I would even mm-hmm. say in a way that might, depending on who the character is, Wonder Woman being probably the best example of it. Um, and, you know, I would say The Flash, too. And Batman. And Batman. And Superman. And Super. You know, I said, I told you, man, like, why did I watch just, Man of Steel so many times? Let's just let's just call it a, across the board that that Zack Snyder has a, a probably the best understanding of 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 superhuman or superhero blocking mechanics adapting from comic page physics physics he understands that yeah he understands it so well there is there's now i am a diehard mcu fan i have not ever said i wasn't but there are moments in those movies in winter soldier a great film winter soldier a great film winter soldier yep there is a moment in winter soldier where cap is thrown into a city bus crashing through the, you know, he crashes like through the ceiling and smashes into the, like the seats. And I'm like, right. Okay. The super soldier serum doesn't make you Superman. It doesn't do that. That's not right. what it does. And that I'm okay with it. Cause you know, Marvel, let's have some fun. I'm fine with it. But like artistic Liberty, there's an artistic Liberty there. I don't, I actually think that while you could, you could argue about his problems with story and pacing and all that's dialogue, even that he does spend a lot of time thinking about the physics of these things and what can each individual withstand and do. And that is something you're right. He is so good at, like he knows exactly how much everyone can take. Like there, and and not even just that. Yeah. Not even just that, because there is a line, especially in that scene, another masterful scene. Was that in the other justice league movie too? It was right. Which one? The, the, the scene with Diana at the beginning, uh, wonder woman scene, or was that new? It, It, I don't. I think it was. I think it was actually different, or it was severely okay. cut down. It wasn't. I, I had not seen. I haven't watched the 2017 and like to revisit it. I'm not going to. But I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't want to waste the time. But I don't want to waste the time. Like I need to like rewatch both back. To I do back. not remember like her stopping all the bullets, which was awesome. Right. I don't remember that, and I would remember that. I would. Remember now here's that. the thing. There is almost like at the same time as we just said, he understands. You know what it is. It's almost like any other director would look at what Zack Snyder was – like how he was directing or what instructions he'd be giving and be like, you're an idiot. That's going to not translate right. It's going to look stupid. It's going to look cartoonish. And 
yet at the same time, when you're watching it, not everything, but depending on the character, I'm going to use Wonder Woman as an example, there is almost this weird sort of uncanny valley effect that some of the thing, some of the stuff that's happening, but it's not in a negative way. It's in a superhuman kind of way. Yeah. And the, you know what? It elicits a reaction out of me. And you know what that, that reaction is? It makes me laugh. Like, <laughs> yeah, in a, yeah. like giddy, yeah, like yeah. giddy, like, like I, like I'm marveling at what I'm enjoying seeing Diana block all those bullets with her with her bracelets and just you know what it is it's just having the he, balls to he's do showing what it would look like, like. That. Yeah, yeah and just not giving a shit and there, I just there, like there's there's a tendency to uh try to make things look better than they actually would and I think he aims to right. say like no this would actually look like this it would actually yeah, look this weird kinda does it it just kind of does it yeah and it, and it just yeah. it just i can't i can't just and you know and and you know i'll look at look at aquaman had, swimming it's it's like right. there's a bullet through the water it's weird looking to me I'm right like, how it, is that even happening works. but it doesn't it matter right and i'll tip my hat to patty jenkins too because she i think she does a great job no, she does yeah in uh in the wonder woman movies as well there's something and and gal gal herself she has she just had she, she has like this like sort of blank look on her face when she's doing this stuff mm-hmm. but it's just so like spot on and like the way she just was like she's just getting ready to like you know charge at the screen well, and it's just I think so one one thing i say good, to man. all the critics of what we don't talk about what we should yeah. is the actual filmmaking the actual yeah. filmmaking of Zack Snyder which is obviously the biggest criticism i see from people is the slow motion everyone hates the slow motion i don't hate the slow motion but they're i but, love you know, the slow motion i love it i to me too man and here's the thing is like best. do you know do you know we're dealing with at least three maybe arguably four of these characters can move at superhuman speeds right i want to see things slow down because if you don't slow it down it looks like nothing <laughs> like Which, by the way now to go back to what we just said we talked about the poetry of that flash scene yeah and now go back to the super superman fight and you, uh, see, the, you see superman's oh, yeah, yeah. eyes yeah you see his oh. eyes go to the corner yeah and it's almost like it really it's like so suspenseful because you're like oh he can see him he can right. track his movement. It's like kind of like freaky deaky awesome. May I also, you know? when I saw the 2017 cut, I was assured in my brain that that was a Joss Whedon moment because it's so clever. Right. It wasn't Zack Snyder's style to be that type of clever. And I, but I'll give him credit. That was a Zack Snyder moment because he wouldn't have left it in if it wasn't his original intent. So right. this was a great, this for him, it was a very clever convention it's a whiteboard moment where you write down all the ideas you could possibly have with this fight and that would be one of them where where the flash notices he's being noticed for the first time ever because in, in when he's when he's going fast he's in his own world he's in the speed board. right no other being can actually witness him and for the first time in his life somebody can do it and, and that's kind of amazing when you think about it. That Superman is so super that he can peek into the Speed Force like that. You know, oh, he's not. No, no, he's not. He doesn't use the Speed Force. Superman. I know he does. He can just think and move that fast. With this, that's what know, I'm saying. He can yeah, see like, him in he the can Speed see Force. It. Yeah, so fast. That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it it really is. And now let's talk about let, let's talk about the big blue elephant in the room here. Let's talk sure. about our our pal Superman. Let's talk about the ending. Let's talk about um, uh, the bringing Superman back to life. To me, I, I got to tell you, for in and I I remember in the Josh Whedon twenty seventeen cut. I don't remember it being so preposterous or silly to bring Superman back to life. It felt so much goofier to me the way that they go about it this in this movie. Same. This was the same. Really? This was his, yeah, it was in the 2017 cut. It was them dropping the mother box into the uh No, the but I just been digging up the grave. Oh, that was in there too. That was in there too. It just I, I got to tell you, I don't know I, what I it actually kind of like that to be honest with you. <laughs> It just felt so. It didn't feel epic to me the way oh, that I like that Superman's resurrection should have just been like. Well, it is when they actually do resurrect. When they actually do it, yeah, yeah. And again, it's, re re uh, recycling of, of of we talked about we talked about economy again. That birthing chamber that's been there since the fucking Man, Man of Steel. Of Steel. Is once again being used in well, the Jeff, plot element. I was going to say on our last awesome. episode, you opened the last episode talking about, or not, you didn't open it with, but we talked about how the one thing you really give Snyder credit for is using the last movie. And what does this movie open up on? Which is a shot I really loved, which is I Superman's loved I his whale, that. his whale of death, calling the entire universe, yep. letting them know Earth is no longer protected. Right. And like, now, as much as I have a problem with his the universe sometimes he's created, I'm like, it's a pretty cool idea, and I love the visual. I love Superman's whale, just like the sound pulses going out. It across was cool, the man. It was cool. And yeah, and, and like I said, so so the, once again, here are these things. It's like it's like um it's just being super economical. We're not gonna invent a new way to bring Superman back from the dead. We're going well, they kind of do with the mother box, but you know, we're gonna, we're use, gonna use his a Kryptonian birthing chamber. Right. With the mother box, the power of the mother box and the flash, all right. three combined to you know bring him back. Right. Now it kind of but now at the very end of Dawn of Justice, you see that he's not actually dead because you see the the dirt. That's a weird up. thing. I was think I've thought about that. I was like, if this was his original intention, what was the dirt moving me? What did that mean? That's I'll explain. Weird. Let me explain. explain I Jeff. think I think that Superman was never dead. Yeah, was I just- think that he was just like in the comics, yeah, un- unspoken. He he was in such a state of battered batterment or whatever that the crypt his Kryptonian biological makeup had him um had him what's it called? He was basically a drained battery. Right, he was a drained battery. He was he went into a super hibernation mode. They they explain this all in the comic, and it's stupid. It's a stupid thing. It's, well, you know what died. Do you know, you know what is actually stupid is like whenever he dies, even in Superman Returns, the same thing happens. It's like they, they have him in Superman Returns. He's in a room with the blinds closed. In this, they bury his body. I'm like, does anyone know what's going on here? Like, like can right. somebody that I, I was like, who does anyone have Kryptonian? Like, I was like, Batman, can you do some research? Put him out in the sun, <laughs> shoot him up in his face. Like, try. You can he doesn't need to die like this. You, you like, know what else too? Stop putting um, him in the ground where there's no sunlight. That's all I'm saying. Missed opportunity. Missed yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Um you had you did Man of Steel. You could do another film in between Justice League and Dawn of Justice called 
without the Man of Steel. And it's literally like Project Cadmus, um, Superboy. Yeah. You know, um, you could have Batman in it too. You know, have Batman in it, have a bunch of stuff happening. If things went better, that might have happened. Something like that. Right. But I just mean like it just would have been cool to see um, you know, just some of that other and then Superman's body could go missing. And yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought it would have been um I don't know. I thought it would have been interesting. I don't know. Have you seen the animated version of the of the death of Superman and the yeah, it's really awesome. Superman? It's really awesome. It's really and good. I thought they and handled that, it really well. And the, the death and return. When you bring really something well. up like that, that brings me to like the not just the actual events of his death and everything, but like what what do I we talked about so much with stuff we love. What do I hate about this? Once again, I feel like he doubles down on the thing I hate, which is you know, in this cut and in the and even the stuff he added, the stuff he filmed, I was like, he keeps just he there's two things I hate about his Superman is that he's completely dependent in every way upon his love of Lois Lane, which is great. I love him loving Lois. That's not what's wrong, but it's weird when you actually have it, you have it and you've drilled it into the mind of the audience in two movies that with the loss of her would come his complete and total lack of morality and breakdown into nihilism and villainy. I was like, that is, that means that the core of his character is rotten and it's, and it's broken yeah. even now. It is not yep. the suit. And that's fine. It's a different Superman. Oh, it's no, no, not no. You're wrong. Superman that You're wrong, I actually. You're wrong. He gets corrupted by the anti-life equation too. Two things happen. Two things happen. Two that's, things happen. Like, Jeff, I'm okay with the scene where he wakes up from the dead and he has a momentary lapse where he doesn't know who he is because that can happen to a human being where they wake up out of a coma. Oh, it just and makes they, it more interesting than just being like him being like, "Hey, oh, everybody, I'm back. I'm right, back yeah, no. the, you know. I'm I'm not saying that that scene shouldn't happen. What I'm saying is, if Batman's having these like in BVS, he has these constant solutions to what's going to happen. Superman becoming evil. And then you have, you know, you have the Flash thing where he's like, it's all Lois. It's Lois, Batman. And then you have this coda on the end of this movie once again saying, if this went on, we would basically just go into another Superman is broken again and Lois is dead. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Do we want to talk about do we want to talk about that right now? Because I have a bunch of things I want to say about. Sure. Well, let me let me finish. Okay. And then we'll get. Yes, I want to talk about that. Sure. Well, basically what I'm saying is. I guess if you want to know why I hate Zach, I love Zack Snyder's Snoop Superman in design, actor, uh, the physics, the music, <laughs> all that stuff to me is fucking right. gorgeous. And I just love it to death. I love his suit. I love everything. Right. What I hate is that his Superman is so dangerous and mentally broken. Superman should be the picture of mental health. Superman is not right. broken. The world around him is broken. And it challenges him. That is what a proper Superman story should be to me. Right. That is not what this is. And I, like I've said to you, that is okay. But man, did he double down on it here? Like it keeps every movie. He just keeps going. No, no, it will never be the thing that you want it to be. I'm like, can you just, I thought you were going to, I keep like, I watched this and I was like, dude, I thought you were going to like spend all these movies getting Superman to where he traditionally was. You're going to, justify it like he has movie to movie with everything else you know what i mean like he and he just doesn't this coda that we're about to discuss once again just drives the knife in deeper and twists and i'm like in the end i was like D- why 
why did this have to be Superman? It's <laughs> just not him. Anyway, go ahead. I, I've said my piece on that. You know, I, I first of all, I love, I love the idea that Superman goes bad in the future. I love the Flash warning. Fun. him. I get I it. Love, yeah, it's fine. I, I love all, I love all that stuff. If I had a good Superman and I had a different reason he goes bad, like meant, like it was just the anti life equation that messed with his mind, I can deal with that. I don't like the lowest dying thing. I don't like that. I, I just don't think that that's enough reason for him to go evil. Superman wouldn't become somebody that Lois would would not love after she died. That is not Superman. But his mind is corrupted by the anti life. That, that's equation. fine. If it's corrupted by the anti life equation, that's fine. Fine, fine. You know? You're saying it's fine, but you're really not <laughs> fine with it. You just no, because I want Superman <laughs> to be Superman for one movie, Jeff. One movie. Can I just have Superman be Superman? Can I just have it once? Uh, one. You know, okay. that, that, like in a good movie, like Superman Returns. Yes, that's Superman. I don't like the movie that much. Can I have like a good I don't Superman need to movie? It. I have to rewatch he, it. That, but that, so to me, long. that's the actual portrayal of a real Superman that I would right. love. But it's also like there's stuff about it I don't like where I'm just like, can we give Henry Cavall like a re- like where he's OK, he's gotten through all the I'm not going to kill anymore and I'm happy and, and I'm going to say, you know, when you said that they're not involved, I heard that they were I heard that they're that they might be involved in the future. Like, what is the deal? Is it 100 percent? Who do you mean they? Uh, Henry Cavill is he is he 100 percent out? Like, for oh, sure? they don't. I mean, I I'm only reading stuff on on you know websites. I don't know, but I think that they're, the JJ Abrams thing is going to happen, which is great. Uh, it's going to be is like the JJ Abrams thing. So JJ Abrams is going to produce, not direct. He's going to produce a Superman movie starring Calvin Ellis, the, the black Superman from the comics, which is awesome. Totally about it. Oh, yeah, very cool. Totally about it. Uh, and people that get mad at this shit. You know, you're you get a life, but also it's Calvin Ellis. He is from the comics. I want to see that. It doesn't mean that doesn't even mean Henry Cavall is a part. I'm not familiar. You know? wait, wait, give me give me a super quick nutshell on Calvin Ellis. I'm he's from familiar. he's a, he's from another world. It's he's Superman from he's, another world. That's all. He's and he's he's a black Superman from another world who's also president of the United States. I believe. I think wait. that's the right one. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's an other it's an Elseworlds tale from another universe. That's okay, all. but wait a yeah. minute. So he's he a Kryptonian. Is, he is a Kryptonian. Yeah, he's a Kryptonian. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He is not Clark Kent, which is the point here. What right. I'm saying is, if they do it, it could still exist in this universe because he's not Clark Kent. So Henry Cavill can still be Superman. It's not like he's not. Gotcha. Right. Uh, I, and I, so I, but I think who knows if he's, he's ever they, They've established him. He's good. I, you know, I've gotten used to like, Superman. And the thing is, is like what I said to you is, I can hate his treatment all I want. I can hate the Batflex character treatment all I want. But the truth is, I'm interested to see where this version of them goes. I'll Me watch. Too. I'll watch it, even if I disagree. Like, fine, he's evil. Show me what happens. <laughs> just like, I'll just go ahead, do it. Uh, you know, just like I'll I'll sit through it. I'll probably enjoy it and be mad about it. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, Coda, right. the Coda. So the Coda at the very end. So first of yeah. all, this movie is like just totally returned to return to the kings it like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Every goddamn five minutes there's another ending on top of an ending. It's like cy- ending. cyborg listening to the tape. Yeah. And then there's something with Wonder Woman, right? Um, yeah, there's a bunch of them. They yeah, they opened yeah. up a Hall of Justice in the God in in uh, Wayne Matter, which I thought once was once again. Cool. 
Snyder using something from the last movie for this movie. Like he right. established and that and he's using it. He's really fucking good at doing this stuff. Like people don't give stuff. him credit for that kind of thing. They don't. He's they don't. really good at that. I, yeah. I, I got to tell you. And I wonder if we're going to see that in Army of the Dead. I'm really, really hopeful. Dude, I am that. so stoked for Army of the Dead. Give me I, a Zack Snyder movie with no IP. Just let's have right. some fun. Go nuts. Right. Right, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's going to be great. I'm really be sure. I'm and really, Dawn really of the sure Dead is great. still probably one of his best movies. It's really good. It's, it's a, really it's a good, good movie. But I, again, the dog, right? <laughs> I know you'll disagree with me. I know it's controversial, but I think 300 is a perfect adaptation of the comic. I don't. And, why would I disagree with that? Oh, I don't know. I just thought that that was like mirrored in controversy, and people like hate on it. And no, like but thing and yada yada. Jeff, yada. if I can implore you and anyone yeah. listening to this. Give the sequel a chance. I love the sequel to 300. I um, really do. I think I think it's an it's it really I it's think it's got it. I think the characters are more human and it it kind of grabs me more. I'm not saying it's better or worse. I just find it to be a little bit more entertaining. You know what it suffers from? It suffers from the same thing that a Sin City a Dame to Kill for suffers from. There are two movie follow-ups from from two highly stylized films that came out the previous decade that did not get greenlit fast enough. Yep. And all the interest that. waned in them. And it felt, it felt but they stale. Have value. Both of them have value. Just, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Both of them have yeah. value, but they both feel about five or seven years too late. It, totally. I'm not saying that yeah. it had a good marketing campaign or it was greenlit at the proper time. 300 Rise of an Empire was interesting. I it's a side cool, which I find interesting. It's a side cool. Did you just call it? It's a side cool. Yes. It, it, it is happening simultaneously with yep. 300. Yep. And I was and like, before and after. Right. All, and I was like, I was like, I wish they advertised this aspect of it because it's not a sequel. It's like, here's your movie. What was happening over here? I'll this is you, what was happening. That fan, you know what I say? I say, give me that fan edit if you can make it happen somehow. Would it? Would it ruin three hundred? One hundred percent. Like that movie is exactly what it needs to be. But you could but, make the like three four hour cut of three hundred. Yeah, if I want yeah. the kitchen sink immersion, <laughs> yeah, immersive yeah. experience, like yeah. give me that. I'll, I'll yeah. watch that. I'll check that out at least once. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wish we got more sidequels in general. You know, people people get so upset, like, oh, this character is dead, so we can't do a sequel. It's like, no, do a sidequel where, you know, and do it I, soon. Don't I, wait I don't know if that word it. existed. I don't know if I came up with it or if I heard it somewhere. I got to tell you, I, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And if you did come up with it, like, you're a genius. I love that. <laughs> I, I hope I did. I don't I, – I, I've been saying it for years because I'm ever looking since – looking it up right now. Let's see ever since – um, Ever since Spielberg's War of the Worlds came out, when yeah. that came out, I remember that movie specifically ignited something in my brain where I was like, I would love to just see this event and see other characters dealing with this day. And Because you know how it's like the way that that movie's handled? I was like, I would love to see more characters dealing with this exact same yep. thing. And, it's, and at the same time, you know that Tom Cruise is having his adventure. And I was like, like more movies should do this instead of having right. events out. Yes. Check okay. Good. All right. I yeah. just I just looked it up because you really did capture my imagination with this. Hold on. Okay. Let's take a look. Let's take yeah. a look at what it says. So a side quill, a film or a movie in which the storyline and/or characters were only supporting roles in a previous theatrical release. It is similar to a spinoff on television, 
It differs from a sequel in which the storyline and characters are assumed to take place chronologically after the original work. It also differs from a prequel in which the storyline and characters are assumed to take place chronologically before the original work. So like the Scorpion King is more of a cycle? I don't know. I actually hate this definition of cycle. I like yours better. (laughs) Well, we'll go with mine. (laughs) Yeah, let's screw that. That's not even that's bad. But I guess they're they're, uh, yeah, because like to me, Scorpion King would be a spinoff. It's not happening simultaneously. So it's a spinoff. Whereas I was telling me that either you or someone else does like like a whole like you've either seen all the Scorpion King films or someone. What was that? I think I I directed a short starring a guy who was in Scorpion King four. <laughs> no, that's not what. Maybe that's I'm, what I, I might have no. said, but I'm. I, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, uh, there is five Scorpion King sequels, though. So. I know it's pretty crazy. It's pretty um, crazy that happened. I, I what I wanted to say though was okay. So we're talking about the code at the end. Code at the end, right? Um, I loved it absolutely loved it because i thought here's the thing first of all it does not feel like it's a part of the rest of the movie at all it totally it feels not. like a fan film it, it is feels it like is tacked bad, on in the hardest sense of the word tacked on tacked on but it like you know are you familiar with bat in the sun they do fan yes films. yes they they do, and the they do great yeah. i mean i gotta tell you and the reason why i'm bringing up bat in the sun is not to knock them or not to compare this being like being like oh it's like bat in the sun in that kind of way bat in the sun does way better like they should have hired bat in the sun <laughs> for a fraction of the cost to make right, them way right. better they could have done a whole action piece for right. you know pennies compared to what they did with this my point being is that it did feel a little it felt like a lower like a like a worse version of a bat in the sun like fan film Right. Um, where you could tell it was shot in a backyard right. where everything's like out of focus in the background. Brilliant tactic. But you know, if you've, if you've ever like racked focus on a camera and you know that like, if you have a shallow depth of field that you can make everything blur. So you don't really have to have continuity. And, but what I loved about it, here's the thing though, at the same time, I loved it because what's the thing that makes fan films good or bad. So wonderful and intoxicating is that they are so truthful to the source material. And I felt... Like more so than the creators sometimes. Oh, my God. This was so in line with comic book, like, lore and minutia. This is what would happen in some miniseries or some saga arc where Batman is forced to team up with the Joker and they don't tell you why. And then the last time we saw Slade, he was literally just being told that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And now here we are in the future and motherfucking Slade is now teamed up with Batman and the Joker. And the Joker is taunting Batman for killing Robin. It's just, and you know it's a it's so goofy. it's it's so it's unnecessary. Goofy. It's so unnecessary. Oh, it's so unnecessary. Yeah. To the point where, like what you said, like I'm not disagreeing with anything you said. I'm just saying yeah. it's so unnecessary. To me, it feels like he was almost trying to piss off the people who didn't want this anyway. Like everyone he was no any of my friends who didn't talk about before. About yeah, like, any, any of my friends who watched yeah. this that weren't that interested were like what the fuck was that ending? And I'm like, exactly. I was like, it wasn't for you. It wasn't even really for me, but I liked kind of watching it. I kind of don't like Jared Leto, 
But I like, loved it. He, he stuck. Hold on. Jared Leto is not, I got to tell you, not a fan of his Joker. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. He does not He does not work in that role. I felt he was trying way too hard. He made all that like hype about how he's like the best Joker ever. I was like, that's your Joker? Like, really? Like, well, he was better in Suicide Squad, but I was like. Outside of his Joker performance, once again, I still just can't get over how he would still be alive. I'm like, this he Batman would kill you. <laughs> I love so, that Batman's like, I will kill you before this uh, is through. Right, right. I love all the badges on Dude, his chest. I, I just not to not to sidetrack, but I was thinking yeah. about that with our last discussion. Like the bank scene with Wonder Woman, she straight up kills people in that scene. Straight like up. straight up. Like yeah. Like st- right. not just we the were, explosion we part. Maxwell Lord. Oh, he killed Maxwell Lord. She's got to get out of the justice. League. No, no, man. She like throws that one dude into the wall, and there's like his head, his neck like right. bends the other way. I was right. like, does that? I was like, I guess Wonder Woman can just kill people. Is that what we're doing? Fine. <laughs> Zack Snyder just changes the script, and he just doesn't. There's no fucks to give on his part about it at all. Like, yeah. oh no, you're a bad person. You're dead. That's like his, I guess his his philosophy, his uh, fountainhead philosophy, right? Just <laughs> you choose to commit sins, you are dead and nothing. Yes, so. we we listen. We made peace with the fact that this was a murderous or a semi murderous yeah, Batman, or this was a Batman whose line in. And again, I would really wish they would just like focus on a story. You want to know something? Once again, it doesn't it doesn't ever come up. I don't think Val Kilmer ever kills anybody in Batman. He doesn't. Forever. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't. And you he want to know what? They don't even mention it. It's not even like Alfred. I could never tell. Oh, yeah. Actually, they do. They do because he's he has the whole thing with fucking Dick. The fucking pathos. The, <laughs> the, 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 the character. The whole thing of I gotta kill Harvey and get my revenge. Revenge will take you on a dark path. You'll take one life and then you'll take another and another and another. It's just so well done and it's such a, people hate on that movie. People Batman hate that movie. Brothers. I used to hate that movie. I don't hate it anymore. But I, I know to. you said you didn't, but I'm just saying. I, cha- like, I changed my ways on that. Yo, like I it just yeah. it's just that once again, I'm just reveling in how how true Batman. It's still Forever my is third Batman. favorite. It's still my third favorite of the franchise. <laughs> but I do, I do genuinely enjoy it now. But you want to know what's funny is it's amazing how Nolan can actually like really enmesh. He's like, yeah, we're going to make it all about like not taking lives. But then like at the very end, A is like, just because I don't take your life doesn't mean I have to save you. And that's yeah. Oh, I'm just going to stop being Batman because I love you. I love you so much. So I'm going to stop. We could do Batman. a whole show. On I, know, I know. I know. When the Dark Knight Rises alone, I just like hate it so much. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I yeah. want you. I have been meaning to revisit these three films. I've okay. only seen the Dark Prizes once. When I revisit all three films, I will let you know. And if you want to revisit them yourself, you can. Or if you know them uh, more well, I'd have to rewatch. I'd have to rewatch them. Okay. If you want to, if you want to go, come on here, and we can just friggin' shit on these movies. I will shit on them. Sure, man. Because you know what? It's a thing where it's not like I, I'm not shit on them, but you know what I mean. It's that thing where it's like I'm happy. People, there is people who genuinely love this portrayal of Superman we're talking about. I don't want to take that away from them. I don't want to take it away. I'm one of those people. I am one of those people. Right. I don't want to take it away from you. And there's people who genuinely 
absolutely think that like Dark Knight is like a Godfather level masterpiece, and they love it, and it's like the best movie of their lifetime. Oh, Dark Knight. Sorry, I thought the, the, the movie. Knight. The movie. Yeah, no, no. I take back my metal horns. Metal horns gone. Metal horns <laughs> no, gone. I meant the movie, the Nolan Christopher Nolan movie. Uh-uh, and that's uh-uh. fine. Like, no, that and you know, like, I don't want to take that away from him. But I like, you know, so I'm not. If I shit on it, I'm not saying it's not valid. It's still Batman. I just, right. it, I don't like that version of Batman at all. I don't like. I like Ben Affleck's version of Batman way more, and he right. kills people. <laughs> so right. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well, let's get. Hold on, let's get to the end of the yeah. movie now. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I remember the original ending of the movie being just so like I was just like uh, I, like by that point in the movie I was stupefied by just how like bland. That's what I kept thinking. It wasn't that it was bad per se, and it wasn't that it was good. You talking about twenty seventeen? Yeah, it was just oh, yeah, yeah. so I, bland Jeff- and devoid of soul. It was just CGI plastic. You know the, the, what? What's a shame uh, is, is that. I, I kind of like the one part of 2017 that I actually like is the when he races the flash at the end before the end credits. Not that I'm saying it was executed well, but I liked the tone. I was like, this is kind of what I would want from all this if I was gonna make this movie. Is this tone for this moment? Well, what about the subplot with the with the family in the house? And the... Oh no, not that. I'm talking about the very, very, very end. Remember when I don't Superman remember. the oh Superman and the Flash? It's like from the cartoons. It, it's right. like literally from the right. cartoons where they're like ready to race each other, and it right. ends on the two of them in their the splash page of the two of them racing each other. Like Superman's flying and and freeze frames with him racing, and I'm oh like, that's Maybe that's I never cr- saw that. Yeah, I remember that. A, I remember that's a cartoon, how, the animated yeah, yeah. series where they're doing the race around the right. world and they're running on the water for charity. Like, oh, they're doing it for charity. For charity for charity. And, yeah. and it this the 2017 cut, Joss Whedon ended it like that. I kind of dug that moment. I don't think it's properly fits in anything, but I liked it. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> you know, um, I'll never forget that before we talk about the ending of this thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will never forget the there's a there's a Justice League Unlimited where Flash can't slow his heart down or something, and so he's yeah. vibrating like he's permanently stuck with everybody moving so slowly that he literally can like live out the rest of his existence. Yeah. He's moving that fast. He's vibrating so quickly that. that he can't. Yeah, I just thought it was great, great. cartoon. Great cartoon. So All those great. ones are great. Yeah. yeah, truly. But um, I love, dude. I had a great. T- I had a. Oh, we didn't talk about Aquaman either. We got to talk about those two things. <laughs> we can wrap this up. Um, yeah, because Aquaman is fleshed out a lot in this, and it would have been. Be- it would have been before his movie too. It would have been. He's good. Listen, he's good as Aquaman. I don't want to take that away from him. He's a great Aquaman. Talk about. Talk about the shirt, the shirtless uh, male body porn, dude. Situation. Dude, oh, yeah. I should have said this when we were talking about it. I was like thinking when I was watching it tonight. I was like, dude, look here. It's like a fucking bukake scene with Aquaman. It's like Straight slow motion bukake. foam just on his body. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> like, I mean, just pure, and it looks awesome. It looks awesome. Pure, Don't get me wrong. Pure guy porn, like just you know jumping into the water, objectifying the male form. Um, he was great. Listen, he's a great Aquaman. He's good for pseudo comic relief. He's great with uh, in in with the chemistry with um, with the Flash. Um, however, as I'm watching, I'm kind of reminded of um, there is a 
video of Jack Black with this ginormous bushy beard jumping out of a pool backwards. Right? No, I, yeah, I've seen it. You've seen that? Okay. Yeah. I saw that before they ever did any DC thing or whenever that came out. And to me, when I saw that, I said, that's my Aquaman. That Jack Black. Jack Black, Jack Black with that beard jumping out of a pool like that. <laughs> And I said, that is, he's, it's like the brave and the bold Aquaman personality within Jack Black's body with Have that you, big bushy beard. And I'm just like, give me that Aquaman. Did, That's Jeff, what I Jeff, want. do you know what one of my favorite unmade scripts ever is? No. Um, what is it? It's the Green Lantern movie written by Robert Schmeigel. Triumph, okay. the insult comic dog. If yeah, you know who he is. Yes, uh, one of the funniest human beings alive. I still, I've always said Schmeigel is one of the funniest people alive. He wrote a Green Lantern script for Jack Black to star in it, and it Get was not. It, no, it's real. Get out of here. And it's Jack Black. He's not any character from the comic books. He's an he's an average guy who happens to be worthy of wearing an OA ring, and like that was the whole premise of the movie. Is that um, he? Do I? remember hearing about this there was a vague there was a lot of clickbait articles like 10 years ago about it it almost happening it's a shame it didn't that would have been it ended it ended with him creating christopher reeve superman with the ring to beat up the bad guy because the because he was like in the end he was like what would you do what would a normal guy do he just he's like well here's superman he just made superman to beat him up that would have been something else man (laughs) But it's like the that. idea that that almost happened. I was I was so excited. Yeah, like, <laughs> he just he would he would rock that he would rock that boisterous blowhard Aquaman, yeah. you know, pure <laughs> yeah. comic relief between him and the Flash in this movie. And obviously, he's a little maybe he's a little too old to like he he's uh, slightly too old. Who knows? I think Ezra Miller. To be honest with you. I think Ezra Miller is a, a little looks a little too youthful. I wish he was a little bit older as the Flash, yeah. just a, a tad too young. Um, I tend, to I tend to personally, in my mind's eye view Barry Allen a little older and yeah. Wally West as younger. He should be while if anything, he should have been cast as Wally West. I'd love to see. They've done Wally West on the TV show, and he's good on the TV show. Yeah. But I'd love to see like a Ryan Reynolds type Wally West movie with that tone. You know, like. A much more jokey tone with Wally. I'll tell you, yeah. In the comic books, when that I forget when it happens, it's in one of the Christ infant crisis things when Barry Allen comes out of the Speed Force portal, still running from all those years ago. Yeah, yeah. Just saying, I got to keep running. It's such an emotional moment where, and he's being chased by the Black Racer, I think. Yeah, and it's just. I don't even remember what happened. I don't even remember what happened in the comic at that moment, but it was like this left out out, because that was a thing at the time in comics. Everybody always talked about how Barry Allen just disappeared. He just raced into the Speed Force, being chased by the Black Racer to save everybody or something. Right, right. And and he was still alive. He never died. He just kept running. He never stopped running. And it was just so. That's all I remember you, from it. You, uh, if I, I know you don't watch the Arrowverse stuff, but if you, no, I do, don't, you, I don't. do you remember the '90s Flash TV show? First, yeah, the the father of Bastion in Neverending Story Two. <laughs> yes, was yes, John Wesley Ship. John yes, Wesley Ship, awesome Bar- so, Barry Allen, so perfect it, Barry so Allen. In the new Flash TV show, he plays he plays his father. Shut up! 
And he also plays an Elseworld version of Jay Garrick. And during the crisis thing they did two or one year ago, yeah. he actually played the character of the same Flash of the TV show. And like you get to see the end of his story. Like you get to see, like they actually did all of that with John Wesley Ship. He's done all that stuff in that in that TV show. So like it's one of the coolest things because I'm a kid who watched that show when I and I yeah. was actually mesmerized by it when I was young. And to see John Wesley Ship come back and do all this stuff on a Flash TV show, it started, there was a movie. There was a TV movie, I think, at first, and then it, it might have been. Well, dude, not only that, Mark Hamill comes that back. Trickster. Mark Hamill as the trickster is on the modern day Flash show, and like it really two. makes me want to watch these shows. I just don't have the time to. There's like, so there's so thing. much there's so much of it. I'm not saying it's all good, but if you watch like the first three seasons, it's worth it. I feel like I had to get in on the ground floor. I, it might be yeah. too late for me. Like I like yeah. just to in, just to enjoy the crisis event. Like I'd really have to invest in the show, and I just don't yeah, yeah. have that time. It's Supergirl's a great show. The new Superman show is incredible. It's fucking awesome. What's they the do Superman a good job. Show? Superman and Lois. It's it's really good. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's using the Superman that appeared on Supergirl. So it's all it's the Arrowverse is one like connected. You know franchise. what the problem is, man? At the same time, like I would much rather like my son is five. I'm like show him the the anim- Superman animated series. Oh yeah, now. definitely do that. I would say I would say priority wise. Show that stuff. Yeah, definitely. I just like that's what I'm. But that's what I'm yeah. thinking. That's where my priorities are. I'm like, I'm it's like, only do HBO I, Max. Do I, it is right. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. So it's like, do I start with this? I mean, do I do I try and do something new? Like you know, I just showed him all dinosaurs. We watched all of dinosaurs. Which Dude, season four show. of that show is so awesome, and like it's like literally really? a middle finger. I, I gotta tell you, I hated the last two seasons. I oh, thought. Man. Dude, did you not pay attention so to four? Did you not pay? No, attention? I did. I did. I Dude, know they. I, I they know took. They, they took like religion and everything to task. And I know. They made fun. It was so good. They I did love that, that from the beginning. And you know why it worked better at the beginning? Because they tried to like really make it a dinosaur society. And after a while, it became like sit- situational comedy using dinosaurs instead of instead of doing like showing us all of these like social issues, social political issues, but in the world of dinosaurs, it turned into like a sitcom thing. Like there I was guess, like, I mean, season four is still my favorite one, but I, I can I tell you, I got to tell you, I'm a huge family matters fan. I think we might've talked about this briefly. <laughs> season uh, nine of family matters is some LSD I, stuff, man. I gotta it's, get, it's I gotta crazy. get there. I'm stuck on season three. That's probably my next. <laughs> I'm not I, recommending you watch all of it. I'm saying go right to season nine. No, 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 no. no. First of all, I got to tell you, I rewatched seasons one and two, um, which I remember very fondly from my childhood. And I got to tell you, it not only was it a great trip down memory lane, but I used to always hate those episodes because I always wanted to get to the later episodes. Yeah, yeah. And now I have a fresh appreciation for what the show was originally, originally about, about. Instead of being a local show. Right. Yeah. So. I it's eventually just, it's, it's cool to see how how TV sitcoms can sometimes devolve into other things, you know. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Like um, it, it, yeah. We have to we have to wrap this up. We have to wrap it up. Yeah. No, but we no, but I mean, but like we have to finish. Yeah. We talked about we sort of talked about Aquaman a little bit. I feel okay about that. Is there anything else we need to add about Aquaman? I'm I have the Aquaman stuff. I have nothing to comment on. It. I think that 
if this movie actually existed before his movie, it was a nice precursor. A little, it was a nice little flavor of what was to come with his movie. Uh huh. That's about it. I mean, you know, we got William oh, Defoe was in there and everything. The ending, and we didn't talk. Yeah. Hold on, one thing about Steppenwolf. He had really cool armor. <laughs> yeah, he looked better. Yeah. The, the the armor was better. Um, he had like he has like the mind of, control armor device that came out of yeah. his armor. Yeah. What, okay. Sure. The the the, the, the parademon situation with like kidnapping people to find this mother box was a little like annoying. Like a little I just weird. Kinda, a little weird. Yeah, I just didn't need it. Didn't really need it. We got to rescue the hostages. It felt very unjustice league ish. Like give us something bigger. You know. I think he wanted them to have to do something small and f- like semi fail at it. Right. Together, but all we, our, our big bad did not change the whole time. I thought with a four hour running time that maybe we would get some granny goodness. Maybe we would get like, like, like kill Steppenwolf and then bring us uh, another big bad in his place, ending, culminating with seeing Dark Side. But you said it yourself at the beginning of this episode. You said this is what he originally intended right right i don't think back then there was a thirst to do what you're saying whereas if i think they were writing a movie now they'd be more inclined to do that look what happened with like the online uh, like online presence of wandavision like people want that stuff so they're probably going to start doing it more where like they probably have like go dive deep deep dives into comics characters showing up but i don't think five years ago Zack Snyder or his team or Chris Terrio was thinking about right. that. Right. We have to think like five years ago. Like five years ago, what were you doing? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then and then the ending happens. Batman kicks all kinds of ass in this ending. I was so stoked to watch him just like like kicking Parademon's ass. He's using a gun and he's killing creatures with it. And it's just kind of like we lose yeah. the whole that, that whole stupid side plot, which literally made my face, my mind melt. I remember it being so bad with these fucking this family that we don't give who's living in a radioactive like why why is this here why do we need this the only reason all? once again like I totally agree with you but once again I like seeing Superman saving a building of people and the Flash like looking over and going oh <laughs> like there are moments there where I'm like if this whole movie was this it could work but it's not it's a Frankenstein monster and it doesn't work yeah you know what I mean yeah like. I get what you're saying, but like, it's a vibe. It's it's a tone problem, is it not? A little bit. Um, and then the final fight. You know, Superman comes in. He's in the black Superman suit. Love it. Fan they, service. Uh, I'm accept accept total fan service. But fan I got to tell you, seeing Superman come in and just kick all sorts of ass and that just, was awesome. Yeah. It was just absolutely awesome. It had me. I was cheering. The, the blade. The, the portal. Yeah, the blade. Uh, the blade. Um, yeah, I loved how, like, Henry Cavill was just, like, <laughs> just, like, right. totally, like, like douses the fire of the blade. Right. I was, like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because we don't see ice breath ever. Right. And, right. and um, it, it just, the whole, the whole thing, the whole, they kind of team up together to kick his butt. No, they it, cut it, off his head. They send it through the boom tube. But to not gloss over it, I like that Superman kind of like he opens the jar, but the rest of them smash it. Like it's it's all of them doing it together. Like Wonder Woman cuts right. his head off as he throws him through a portal. Right. It was you know teamwork. what I mean? It was teamwork. There was a teamwork, was teamwork. element there. Yeah. But I have to tell you, 
there's an element of teamwork in the Avengers that I feel like, and I'm not talking about necessarily the movies. I just mean in general. I feel like the Avengers operate on a much different level than the JLA. And I feel like the J the JLA just don't work together in the same kind of way that the Avengers do. I don't know. There is a, yeah, there's a, um, I think that there's a more evenly matched power set in the Avengers, even though you you have, even though you have like black widow and and Hawkeye, sure. They, they throw it off, but like there's, especially in Zack Snyder's version, obviously in this movie, it sets up the fact that Superman is going to carry the load of blunt force at all times. Batman's going to carry the load of thinking, plans, strategy. Right. At all times. It was was Batman's plan. Batman's going to bring the team together. Batman's going to... you know, and that was the other thing too that I thought was really stupid. Again, uh, now just kind of uh, jumping all over the place. The That's thing fine. about Batman, uh, you know, he's like, he's like, there's some really bad, there's some bad enemies coming. We gotta, we gotta get together. Like, I know it's supposed to be like bringing the team together. It just wasn't a very Batman Bruce Wayne kind of way. To it, do there it. was, yeah, there was him being aspirational is very un Batman like, and yeah. also the. The line he said where it's like, they might have fought every evil person for the last 5,000 years, but they never fought us or whatever. He said something weird like that. And I was like, well, you're just, okay, I don't know if you guys equal everything Darkseid's ever faced. Like, what are you talking about? We also, and then, you know, again, we see Darkseid for a brief moment. They, They stare at each other. It's epic. It's everything that was described to us when we didn't know that this was gonna go down. It was epic. I I was very satisfied and stoked. And um, you know, uh, what's up, Xander? Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, man. Appreciate Xander it. That's a cool ass name. I think it's a cool name too. Yeah. Good to see you, Xander. Um, you know, it 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 was cool. It was definitely cool for what it was and what we were what it's supposed to lead to. Um, should we touch on that real quick? What these mo- do you know what the other two movies were supposed to be? I know I only briefly read about like his plan that Batman and Lois would have uh, a child eventually. While I have it like right that. here, I have oh, it right you here. have it. Then let's don't rely on my memory. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up real quick. Um, Zack Snyder almost threatened to right. We didn't talk about this. We got to talk about John Jones too. Hold on. Well, we did a little bit earlier, remember? We did. Super quick. He was almost going to quit the movie because they tried to pull the Green Lantern scene. Right. We did kind of talk about this. And then they kind of shoehorned John Jones, which I was so happy to see the Martian Man. I'm happy to see him, but there's... served no purpose. Jeff, no purpose. did you find it really weird that the conversation between Martha Kent and Lois Lane was between her and Martian Manhunter? What the hell was that about? <laughs> Well, I just thought that Marsha Kent was so out of place in this movie, period. But what I'm saying, the emotional resonance of that conversation is killed by the fact that it wasn't Martha Kent. It was Martian Manhunter. What was happening? He's been here since the beginning. He's in. Right. He's the colonel. He's he's the colonel from Man of Steel. Right. No, I I know. Which I thought was cool. The emotional resonance of those characters having that talk is right. just, just stomped on by the fact that it was not Martha. <laughs> it's weird. That's true. Uh, here we go. Sorry, I'm so yawny tonight. No, it's fine, man. Been, uh, been up all, been up a long time. Zack Snyder shares the plot of Justice League sequels never to be made. So this is, this is where, we're, guys, we're, we're winding down here. 
this is the secrets secrets revealed, as the clickbaity title says. Here they are. Um, however, in an interview with Vanity Fair, Snyder did reveal what the sequel films might look like for the next two parts of what he said. This is where I got that old thing about the five film series, or as mm-hmm. he says in an interview, a five-part trilogy. He said that his version of Justice League is the middle of a story that began with the Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, which is why I said what I said about Endgame, and then you corrected the chorus by saying it was Infinity Gauntlet, of which I agree. Right? right? Yeah, it's it's the middle um, of a story. So, right? Yes, right. we agree. So you know, yes, Cyborg, Tanner, you're absolutely right. At least Martian Manhunter didn't tell <laughs> Lois she was thirsty. thirsty. That would have been awkward. <laughs> yes. So, so he's saying it's a five-part trilogy. What do you call a five, an actual five-part trilogy? Quint- it's not a quint- a quin- quint- quintology. 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 It would have been a quintology. He said that his version of Justice League is the middle. Hold on. Snyder said that Lois Lane is the key to foreshadowing the next two movies he had planned for the Justice League. Dark Side comes to Earth. Superman says to Batman, guard Lois. This is a war between me and Darkseid. If you can help me as a friend, keep Lois safe. Meanwhile, amid alien attacks, Luther unites with the invader, which totally, again, I think that's that works for me. Luther tells Darkseid that the key to Superman's weakness is killing Lois Lane. That works with Dawn of Justice. Makes perfect sense to me as well. For the characters Um, he has laid out, it it does work. For the characters he has laid out, exactly. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Right. Yeah. Batman fails. He hesitates. They were in an argument. That is to say that Lois dies because Batman becomes distracted. Snyder said that for the third Justice League film, he wanted to take a more comic book approach and reposition everything within alternate timelines. What happens in the post-apocalyptic world is Cyborg works an equation to use a mother box to jump Flash back in time to warn Bruce uh, Bruce about this moment where he didn't have the courage to sacrifice himself to save Lois, which is what we see in Dawn of Justice. Right. And, you know, again... You know what? So it's all building to it's basically... Endgame. It's all endgame. It, it's this. It's the, you know, it's the Doctor Strange one thing moment that right. they would probably have where Batman would look at Lois about to die and he, and he realizes... Oh, there's only one way out of this. I have right. to sacrifice myself, right? It right. would come down to that moment, right? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it really is just sort of aping, aping uh, Avengers, although I'm sure it would have been... It, e- I'm sure e- it would have been executed extremely differently, and movies are movies. They all do the same bullshit thing eventually. He says, hold on, let me finish this plot here. Um, he jumps back in time to, to tell to warn Bruce about this moment where he didn't have the courage to sacrifice himself to save Lois. So in that moment, he does the right thing and sacrifices himself. Snyder noted how uh, how this would change the course of the Justice League universe. He Superman doesn't come to the anti-life equation. Uh, then the final movie has Aquaman leading the forces of Atlantis, Diana leading the forces of Themyscira, and Superman and Flash leading the forces of humans against Darkseid in a giant war, which brings us to the other element we did not talk about, which was this flashback. They do a Lord of the Rings uh, uh, prologue flashback where, <laughs> where, where Atlanteans, Amazonians, and men use, <laughs> and, and someone with a green ring, 
Was that Kilowog or is it? No, it was I, not. Kilowog. I don't know as much about Green Lantern. Lantern. Some Green Lantern. I, we probably should know, but um, yeah, and it was also the also the gods too. Like it, it was like the god like Ares was there. It was you know? Ares, right? Yeah, and they all they all pushed back, and they actually got they saved the world once, and basically it was basically saying that this is the second age of heroes, right? This and the and second time Ares, that humanity is on it. Ares had a very Jack Kirby feel to me. Yeah, yeah. I like. I know. I liked Ares on the screen. It, it was. It was interesting, but it was very. The whole thing was very CGI, and yeah, it was just like I don't know. It, it was weird because it like didn't feel historically accurate. Not that it should. Like, what a weird thing to nitpick. But it's like you're saying it takes place a long time ago, and it just like they. I don't know. It just felt like a weird like like army of humans with like their weird helmets. It, it, it's just, it also felt like it, it's like where you forget what year anything is happening. You're just like, when did this happen on earth? This happened right. on earth. What is happening? Right. Yeah. And then it, it, like, it feels like, like you said, like Lord of the Rings. It's like, Oh, right. Oh, this is totally on earth though. This, right. this, this happened on earth. Okay. Right. Right. And we yeah, bury yeah. And the mother boxes are the one ring. So it's like combining Avengers, uh, infinity war with the one ring. Cause the, again, what are the gems? What are the the, the gems? They're the mother boxes. Got to right. gather the mother boxes. It's like literally that. Right. It's the same formula being done on the DC side of things. Do do we hate it? No, not necessarily. But a MacGuffin is uh, some of the greatest movies that we love yeah. in our lifetimes have been about MacGuffins, and that's just of what course. it is. That's just of what it course. is. It, it Indiana is Jones movies are about MacGuffins. That's what they're about. Hitchcock invented them, and right. you know. I, I just man, when you just did this just now, and I was you made me think of how great uh, Avengers. Did I share this with you? I don't know if I did. Did I talk about how I reveled when I rewatched Endgame and was reveling? Think, yeah. Oh no. Did I lose you? There you go. There you are. Are you back? Are you there? Yeah, I'm back. I'm there. Okay. It happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. We're online. Um, what can you do? The um that moment where it's not the moment where he snaps. It's the moment when Doctor Strange. It's all the moments of Doctor Strange looking at Tony, yeah. and then Doctor Strange going like this, and Tony instantaneously knows that that means he has to die, and it's just oh so good no that's like why you go to the movies like right that right there like yeah that but it's just yeah. so but it's also just so comic booky and it's just so and you know and why are we talking about this and not dc because we're it's like a compare and contrast of something done so right with something that has been hobbled and sort of like cobbled together and done as many things that were done as afterthoughts and you know, overall, Zack Snyder, I know we were very critical, but Zack Snyder's Justice League is an overwhelming success. I would like to see. It, I, I would say for what the people who the people who wanted this, I think, got exactly what they were asking for. 100%. And it was a try for them. It is a 100 percent triumph. It is not it's for victory. a lot of people. It's not for a lot of people. Right. It's 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 self-indulgent. It's it's really long. It doesn't have everything that is in it doesn't need to be there to tell the story. I'm straight right. straight up. Right. But it is exactly what they asked for. And they yeah. get it. so You're right, that's man. success. You're right. Yeah. I man, I gotta tell you, this is this is my third of four shows this week. 
tomorrow night I am doing a deep dive on rent. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the just the show or the movie or what uh the show and the movie i am okay. a big fan of the movie um okay. i've never seen the show and a couple of uh chris uh chris you know chris uh which uh, says chris etheridge i think is oh yeah, yeah yeah i know chris i i don't chris know and, uh, Rakefet, or uh Rakefet, we are friends Rakefet. on uh we are friends on facebook That's um, about, through film circles Right, through film circles and various yeah. uh, crossing paths in various ways and yeah. shapes and forms. Does he, so hate, they, does he hate rent? And you're like going to... No, we're just going to talk about it, but he is on my side. He likes the movie more. I saw the movie first. That was my first exposure to rent. Right, right, yeah. And I just think the movie's brilliant. I, I love musicals, and I just think Same. the movie is... Dude, brilliant. I once saw last... Uh, <laughs> little shop of horrors on like an off-broadway thing here in baltimore like like the nice like and awesome. i was like i couldn't take it i was like because the, the movie is one of my favorite things to ever exist you right? couldn't take it oh uh, no like i know i'm saying i saw a live performance of oh 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 little I shop see, I see. Yes. and comparing the two to each other i was like i can't stand this version because just like the way the people perform the songs and stuff i was like I could sing this better. You're ruining it. <laughs> like, Are I, you a fan of the yeah. director's cut of Little Shop, or do you yeah, prefer yeah, the theatrical? I, oh, I mean, so I grew. Good. I mean, it's hard because I grew up right. with the original, and I do like the happy ending. But obviously, I it think changes the, the whole meaning of the. It changes the meaning. I think the, the director's cut is, is a better the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a better movie. But I did grow up with that song. I yeah. really love Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. They so, won an Oscar. That was an Oscar. Yeah, like song. it's a great song. I. I love both. I love both. Yeah. It, it, um, yeah. It's, it's, that is one of my favorite musicals of yeah. all time. Yeah. It's really great. Same, same. So, that is my but, favorite musical um, of all time if I had to pick, but yeah. It's just, um, yeah, man. Musicals I do like Rent too. I'm not saying I wasn't trying to diss Rent. I like right, Rent. Right, right, right. Uh, I just think it's funny that you're, <laughs> that you're doing it on Rent. Dude, I just have to talk about Rent because I watched it again and I saw make sure it to make sure to bring up right? Team America and uh, Chris know, Columbus's uh, Chris Columbus's filmography, which is everywhere. But you know what's interesting? I, I just didn't realize how dark of a film it. I mean, how dark of a story it is. It is really Very dark. dark. Yeah. Not just because not just because you know Angel dies, mm -hmm. but because of like you know what you don't realize is that like Roger and Mimi, like they're all gonna die really soon. Yep. Because they it's all not a happy ending. It's not a happy ending at all. At all. And uh, when you know when I first watched it, I thought it was like a very happy ending. And then this time, I'm thinking about like the songs they're singing and like why he's trying to write one song because he's going to die really soon. And Mimi wants to shack up with Roger because she's going to die really soon. And I'm just like, fucking hell! This is like, this is so. <laughs> depressing you know, yeah it is man you don't have to convince me i i, I agree if anything I, if you talk about one thing tomorrow or that you don't talk about is uh, the only beef i ever had with that movie and i haven't yeah. seen the show is is i anyone listening that are like what the fuck they're talking about rent um is that mark as a filmmaker the film he makes at the end the i'm like bolex <laughs> well i'm like yeah he uses the bolex but in the end the end product of that film i'm like I remember seeing that movie like what was it 15 years ago and I'm like yes that's not a film that's just a fucking <laughs> that's like a home video I was like this is nothing right. I was like I was mad at just that I was like that's what a film is 
I just love okay. how like he carries around a camera that can yeah, only yeah. shoot three minutes, and he has to be very selective <laughs> with what he shoots, and he yeah. only can shoot thirty seconds at a time, and thir- uh, fifteen of the thirty seconds aren't going to be in sync because it's a spring motor system, right? You know, it's just really funny. But um, I think Rent is the perfect place to end this show. <laughs> I want to thank you so much like Thanks that's for having you me, man. these conversations man and yeah dude i'm, yeah, I'm about it you know? um but this was great we'll do something again in the future when yeah when man we'll definitely up. do we'll we figure got it out stuff. we can talk and, about it um, i feel like we could talk about any movie basically so oh we really could and if you ever yeah. get an idea that you think would be good you pitch it to me and if i like it you'll come you come on sure. if i can riff on it we'll we'll do it we'll do it because like Absolutely, i said man. I do every day that i can you know but uh right now i have to rest my voice because I'm going to be doing a lot. We have of been talking tomorrow. for like two and a half hours. So two and a half hours, but well, I guess I can't. I was going to say I've been talking all week, but that doesn't really count because I feel like every day you like voice resets, right? Like when you go to sleep, like to some you... degree. I think you can tear it up. Like singers tear it up after a while. Yeah, you know? probably probably doing a little wear and tear as the yeah, yeah. I, I did nine hours. I did, I streamed nine hours last week, and this week might be close to nine hours too. So Holy it's shit, dude. Dude, I am logging. You're you're channel. you're a machine, man. Dude, it's exploding. My channel is exploding. I'm 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 really seeing a lot of growth. That's and good. the only way it's going to grow is if I keep doing more. Keep hitting it. Yeah, you <laughs> got to keep hitting it, man. Got to keep hitting it. Keep doing I it. I don't want to go back to a day job. I want to do this. So uh, hey, you know, I I share when I can. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Bob, have a wonderful night. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Like, subscribe, share. Check out the Thundergrunt Podcast Network as well. Yeah. Loads and loads and loads of stuff. Bob does a whole thing. We should have done this at the beginning, not at the end of the show. Bob does uh, a, a screenwriting podcast with Jimmy George. And who else and is on so that? I, I do. My podcast is called Thundergrunt. It's right. multi-shows. The, the show that the people listening to this would be right. interested in maybe is Writer's right. Blockbusters. Right. It is a script show with Jimmy George of WNUF fame and Jamie yeah. Nash, who is he's written movies with the with the director of the Blair Witch Project, Edward Sanchez. Right. And he right. also right. just wrote an official Save the Cat book. So I'm doing a I'm doing a script show with two guys who are very pedigreed and know what the hell they're talking about. I'm the straight average guy. There to Jimmy, bring the audience in. Jimmy has his own business. He does something called Script Butcher. He's a, script and butcher. He's a consultant. He's, he's great. Done. And he's so good at what he does that he is mm-hmm. does it full time now, and he's yes. usually booked out of the wazoo. Yeah, script so, butcher is great. Jimmy, I don't. There, he's so dedicated, and he knows what he's talking about. These guys are yeah. just amazing. Let me tell they you, really are. They uh, really yeah. Are. So yeah, if you, you follow, and also if you want to just watch my shit, you can go to YouTube.com/slash/Thundergrunt. That's my personal channel. YouTube.com/slash/Thundergrunt podcast is all the podcasts. Thunder Grunt. Hold on, I'm putting it in the thing so you know that is the spelling. Thunder Grunt right there. That's what right, it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, you know what? Maybe we'll I'll link it in the comments if Facebook doesn't uh, uh erase. Oh, I'll just put it in the description. Whatever, man. Right. Cool. Have a good one. Peace hey, and hair grease. Oh, I always do that. Ah.